another early episode 372 of the PlayStation Nation podcast, recording on Sunday instead of Monday because of prior obligations. I am Glenn, along with me, as always, the very awake Jake, Josh Langford, or Jake, Jake Lanford, whatever I want to call him. Jake Lanford. Yeah, that's your new uh, porn name, Jake Lanford. Yeah. No, I thought it was uh, Buck Naked. <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hi. So, uh, yeah, early show this week. Uh, got some stuff going on Monday. But we have plenty to talk about, including a bunch of news items, what we're playing and watching, Josh's review of The Walking Dead Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2. And I, I think I'm going to actually know, review Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2 tonight as well. Ooh. All right. So I know Episode 3 is out, yeah. but it's not out for the Vita. And I was playing this on the Vita. So ah, okay. that's what the review will be for tonight. I should have added that for the Vita. <laughs> Well, that's all right. You know, our agenda is already short enough as it is. We really don't need anything on there. We'll just we'll just wing it like always. Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited. We had our first little kind of mini meeting today for E3 with the writers. Mm, like, jerks. Yeah. Dicks. Taking all the good <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Seriously, man. I'm actually envious of them. They get to walk around and actually check out the show floor. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll actually have some some time to do that this year, though. I really do. Yeah, I think so. It it looks like it because now with four people going, we can break things up. Yeah, we're not running literally. Yeah, <laughs> from the west hall. All right, this one ends at one thirty. When's the next one start? One thirty in the south hall. Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> and we run across. Yeah, that's not going to happen this year. And that's one thing I kind of worry about, and and kind of what I want. Once they have the show, the uh, the the floor plan and everything out. Because we don't have locations on like half of them. So I kind of want to revisit the whole calendar uh, once we get the floor plan and everything and see maybe if there's a way to maybe make it so that we're kind of in the same vicinity every day to a certain extent, you know, for, for the appointments I, at least. We, we don't have to get that crazy. Well. We really don't. I know. We don't. <laughs> don't. You're overthinking. It's my German it. side. I'm very Teutonic that way. You're overthinking. I know. We have four people. We're spread out. We don't have appointments backing up to each other. You've got time to get from A to B and just but see the. Whole I still place. do want to make sure that we don't have one where you're all the way in the back corner of the West Hall and your next appointment is at the very last minute. You know, in the other corner of the South Hall. That's my only That's concern. Not going to happen. Everybody, write that down, folks. That's what Josh said. That won't happen. Yeah. There's four of us. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I know. I know. So, yeah, we, we had the hard lesson today of, well, I, I would like to see that because I think it's cool, but, or the other end of the spectrum, I'm really not interested in that, but someone needs to cover it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our worlds, folks. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about E3 uh, later in the show. Uh, we've got some emails, probably. We'll find out after the break. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So, new releases next week. We got anything? I'm, uh, we said this last week, and still, I saw it again, and I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, Watch Dogs is actually next week, apparently. I think it's like the 28th or something, isn't it? 27th. Yeah, yeah. For the PS4 and the PS3. It's crazy. And again, I'm shocked. For some reason, I didn't think this was coming out for like another three, four months. <laughs> well, it just feels like that after the, the last delay. Hey, uh, so that's happening. Yeah. Uh, for the PS3, it's a PSN download here. We have Ace Combat Infinity. And beyond? I'm cautiously 
optimistic. Yeah. Excited about I need to e- I like the Ace comeback. Game. I need to find out who to email about this. Well, Project Aces, that's who. Ah, yes. Yeah, I'll Namco. get right on that. At Project Aces. Yes, it's Namco. Yes. So somebody at Namco. Well, that's um, usually the problem is we never yeah. know who to contact there. <laughs> yeah. So that is coming. We also have for the Vita Mind Zero, which is an RPG from Axis. Yeah. I know this was out in Japan uh, because I have seen it on Amazon available for import for some outrageous amount of money. And suddenly, boom, here it is in the U.S. (laughs) So that's cool. I, I still don't understand to this day anybody actually importing an RPG from Japan. There's a lot of people that do I it. know, but man, all that Japanese text and speech. Well, if I could, if I could speak and read Japanese, and I was into it, I'd absolutely do it every single time. Yeah, I don't think you can, though, right? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I know people who can. So, <laughs> well, you see, you have to make that person your roommate. Yeah, and then just have the. I'm going to go play the game tonight. You're going to sit, come down and sit by me on the couch. No, I'm going to watch. No, no, no. I think you should really come down. <laughs> I think you'd like this game. I really am not into video games. No, 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 no. I think you'd really like this one, though. I just come down and help me, please. Tell me what it says. Yeah, what's it say? What's it say? Yeah. And oh, oh, Aww. dude, Sly Collection is next week. Yeah. Again, we talked about this, and again, I forgot. <laughs> God, you're an idiot. Damn, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> You know, this oh. this whole I'm busy because I'm a father thing is really starting to wear thin. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't cut it anymore, mister. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it happens. Yeah, that's true. Um, Since we heard Hale Baby pounding his lawnmower on the ground during the meeting today. Yeah. <laughs> He's pounding and he said PS Nation. For he the actually, yeah. Ever. That's a good kid. Good, smart kid. That's amazing. Now get him to buy stuff on Amazon, damn it. Yeah. He, uh, he was saying it again upstairs, like he saw, what did he say? Um, oh, on the iPad. Um, he always hits the PlayStation uh, app. He's like, PlayStation, and he hits it. He's all excited. <laughs> um, and next to it is the PS Nation logo, because it's uh, a bookmark to the website. Oh, Okay. So he saw that and he goes, oh, PS Nation. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) And he hits the button and it doesn't come up instantly because it has to go to the browser, load it up and everything. He's like, no. And he hits the button to get out of it. (laughs) I'm like, dude, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) And I hit it again. I I got back into it and and it loaded and he went, ooh. (laughs) And he was pointing at all the different uh, logos going P, 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 because he can recognize the letter P. Sure. Or he had to P. Yeah, well, no, he just does that. Ah, yes. And then tells you. Afterwards. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Baby, make a boom yeah. boom. Uh, yeah, so that's, well, that's all that's coming. Yeah, yeah. The rest are in that nebulous May sort of thing, <laughs> which, which means they may or may not come out. Hi-oh, wait, 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 wait. I have it ready this week. Hi-oh! Too late. Too late, but, too late. But, 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 but. Too slow. Oh. Well, it's not on the screen anymore. I have to use a separate laptop. So well, I actually worked today and I took laptops. my old MacBook Pro that I haven't used in a long time. That's going to be the the podcast sound effects laptop now. Mm-hmm. And like for voicemails and stuff if we get any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's all set up now. 
right. so I can do things like this. It's thinking. <laughs> oh, Sam. Oh, Sam. Sam's been playing Battlefield with us lately. It's pretty crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Never thought I'd see him on a shooter. And he, he speaks uh, like he's been playing it for years. Just nothing but swear words. So pretty impressed with his, uh, with, with his uh, movement up the chain. Maybe he's been playing it in secret. Maybe. He's a secretive guy. Said he could jump in and just take over. That son of a bitch. <clears throat> All right. Well, on to the news. Uh, yeah. SingStar is probably coming to the PS4. It's definitely coming to the PS4. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, even though it hasn't been announced. Uh, because it is 10 years old. <coughs> 10 years old this month. Which is a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, wait a second. What? Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I'm reading this. First released on PlayStation 2, then from December 2007. I'm like, wait, December 2? That's not 10 years. <laughs> from December 2007, it hit the PS3. Indeed. So there you go. Uh, yeah, so Chaz was digging around, as he does. As he does. And... On a London studio senior programmer, uh, there there was a, a job opening for a London studio senior programmer to work on SingStar. And what it says is, looking to the future of SingStar, we're planning further innovations as we continue to propel this hugely success, successful franchise into the next decade. Cool. I don't think they plan on having the PS3 around for another decade. Well, so, well, not, well, what, when 2006, 2000, well, look, you're talking almost 20 years. Yeah, that's true. PS3. That's true. So probably not. It's almost definitely PS4. That, that, that's about the same time that the Retron 5 will come out. Yeah. Dude, what the hell? I, they've started ignoring us. I don't know what's going on. Well, all right. To everybody out there, I will say what they told us was it's ready. It's on the docks. The problem is they're not a huge company. They're not target. They're not Amazon. They're not Best Buy. They're not whoever. So, you know, they're ready to ship from China or wherever they're coming from Japan. I don't remember. Actually Um, they're in the States. Are they now? I didn't think they were here because a couple other outlets got review units. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe they got a partial shipment or something. Well, I was told by somebody that they will definitely be out in May. That's what that's what they're telling us. Yeah, that's what they told. But us. now that I've emailed them again, uh, nobody's talking to us at all. Yeah. Um, but the thing was, and I get this uh, like it, it never dawned on me, but it, it made sense the moment they said it is that. For smaller companies, you know, you get your shipment, you have to get it shipped over on a boat yeah. and everything. And because you're a smaller company, if a bigger company needs a shipment and they take your spot, they take your spot and you get bumped back to the next boat. Right. And maybe bump back again to the next boat. So, you know, you could expect it here by a certain date, but it could get bumped back several times and be here like six weeks later. Right. For smaller companies. So you just never know. But they, yeah, at, at, MGC, they told us definitely in May. Uh, you're saying somebody got some review units, and I don't know where they are. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. So I want mine. <clears throat> but that was last I heard. Uh, like two or three weeks ago, they said they will definitely have them out in May. So I don't know if anything's changed, but that's what I'm hearing. Mm. Yeah. But back to SingStar. Yeah. Excited. Uh, I, I personally think this is SingStar on the Vita, but I might be wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you know what? I hope. And because they're building this now again from scratch mm-hmm. uh, for the PS4, so they'll use everything that the PS4 has. I'm really hoping that, remember they had for the PSP, they had that connectivity with the PS3. Yeah. Where for SingStar, you could kind of pick the next song that was coming up and everything. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't work a lot because a lot of my songs are on different discs and you can't just pick a song that's on a different disc. It won't let you do that. And there was, there was a whole thing. It had to be songs on the hard drive. There, there were all kinds of issues with it, you know, and it was a bit limited in what you could do. And and the reason being for people that don't know is the PS3 version of SingStar, they patched it, uh, after a certain amount of time where you could actually take your PlayStation 2 SingStar disc and throw it in the drive, and you could actually sing any of those songs, too. Yeah. Which was pretty yeah. badass, because uh, those were dirt cheap. I went out one day to a used mm-hmm. store, and I think I got all the other SingStars that I didn't have for PS2. I think I got them all for, like, four bucks a piece or something. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. it's it, it was great, because you got a ton of songs, but since they weren't on the hard drive or on the disc that was in there at the moment... Uh, you couldn't find them. So you couldn't really queue up like a really nice big selection of songs. If you were jumping from disc to disc to disc. Right. Um, hopefully that will be remedied in a PS4 version and that they can do some even better connectivity with the Vita since the Vita seems to have been built from much better connectivity with the yeah. PS4. Well, yeah, I think it'd be cool to have like a little app on the Vita, you know, yeah. and, and connect them all up that way. Yeah. That'd be neat. It would be really, really cool because then you could play DJ in the back and just with your Vita and pass around the Vita and have everybody pick their songs and that becomes the songbook. And they could you know? do that. I mean, you just you connect up Remote Play and use that as the second controller somehow. So there actually is a way to do that even without making an app. Well, but if you're the second controller, you can't really be picking songs while somebody is well, playing. Well, I'm just saying they could use that functionality. Yeah. Instead of having a, you know, if they didn't want to build a whole other app just for the Vita, they could do it something like that with that second screen functionality yeah. they have. Be cool. Yeah, there's there's ways, and and maybe that's what they're talking about about further innovations. And I hope so because it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah. I would also hope. I really doubt it, <laughs> but I would hope that you could bring your songs over, at least the ones you already paid for and downloaded. See, but that's I what I was going to say. Licensing nightmare there is yeah. <laughs> with this whole thing, and we probably can't. Uh, so that would suck. Well, like but. even Rock Band's Twitter account, pretty much every week is now tweeting. All right, we're going to lose the license for this song, so make sure you have it downloaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I it seems like Sony actually hangs on to those licenses longer. I think a lot of reasons are. That a lot of the songs are from Sony's library because oh, you know Sony yeah, Music and everything. That. So I, I was thinking that same thing, like, oh, we're going to rebuy all this music again. That will not make me happy. There's still there's new music coming out for SingStar. Oh yeah, still yeah, almost weekly. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. I agree. I just don't play it enough. Yeah, 
I haven't played it in a little while. I went in maybe a month ago to check back and see anything, any songs that I missed that have come out, you know, in the past couple of months and see if there was anything I wanted. Um, you got all the Justin Bieber stuff, didn't you? Baby, 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 baby. It's not on there. I wish it was. (laughs) So I could download it and then burn my PS3. Yeah, and then burn your neighbor's house down because it was close to the Justin Bieber music. And then egg it. And then egg it. After you burn it down, egg it. And then steal the the house's iPhone. (laughs) What? Yeah, that was the latest thing he's done. He stole some girl's phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. she took a picture of him. yeah. Why don't they just get take his work visa away? Get rid of him. Yeah, apparently it's very difficult but, to do that. But they don't have to deport him. He's not a freaking citizen or anything. He just has a work visa. Just take it away. Apparently it's very difficult to do That's that. That's bullshit. Too. I think Obama is actually a, uh, a fan of his and just flat out O-Bieber. refuses to do it. It's O-Bieber. O-Bieber. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Jerk. Leaving us with fucking Bieber. Seriously, that kid is a douche. Oh, yeah. Big time douche. Yeah. I I, I kind of chalk that up a little bit to bad parenting, though. I don't think it's all his fault. (laughs) With a surfer dude dad that just wants to party with his son because his son has money. Well, I really, I hope that he runs out of money quickly. Me too. And he just becomes like Vanilla Ice where he's he's got nothing. he's flipping houses. Yeah, where he can't understand why nobody cares about him anymore, and he has no money, and he can't get a job, and oh, fuck. <laughs> I just want to see him crash and burn so hard. He's such a dude. Thanks, Canada. Eh? Yeah. You guys are always saying sorry for everything else. Why haven't you apologized for Justin Bieber yet? The jerks. <laughs> the Canadian government has apologized for Brian Adams, Adams on many occasions, buddy. Seriously. <laughs> and on the subject of SingStar, I want to bring up once again, I want to thank Mr. Mark Haddock for sending me those wireless head uh, microphones from Australia. I love those. Mm, They're so awesome. They are, they are really awesome. They are. I can't believe they didn't. Well, I guess the there weren't really strong sales of the game in the U.S., which is why they probably never brought those out here. I, You know, I don't know if it's that. I mean, part of it has to be marketing because they just don't market that game over here. No, but in no, Europe, no. it's huge. But that's what I'm saying. You know, they don't market it enough over here. It doesn't sell well enough over here. And they probably looked because they even said at one point that they were going to bring them into the U.S. Yep. And I don't think that they ever did. Nope. No, they did so, not. They probably said it and waited to see the response. And what they got back was crickets. And they were <laughs> like, OK, fuck it. <laughs> it's not worth it. That's probably because they said it at three in the morning on Easter Sunday when nobody was paying attention to the Internet. Yeah, I, it, let me see. I wouldn't put it past them. If they were, if they would have walked Kevin Butler out with wireless microphones, those things would have sold like hotcakes. Well, you know what? Maybe they did bring them here because what? SingStar wireless microphones standalone are available on Amazon for forty nine ninety five. What? It's pretty expensive for a <laughs> pair of mics, um, but it does not look like it's an import. This looks. Legit U.S. What? Yeah. I'd never heard about those things coming over. Yeah, neither did I. Just decided to check to see if they were... I figured somebody would have them for import. Yeah. But these look like... Holy shit. 
Yeah, you see them? Yeah, but now the problem is with it coming out on PS4, is it going to use these microphones or is it going to be all new? <laughs> you would think that no, it would work with so. this because it's, it's got a USB dongle like everything yeah. else. I'm sure it will because that was the big thing. They, <laughs> I, they even patched the PS3 versions so that you could use uh, the camera, the PlayStation Eye. You could use any uh, USB mic that you plugged in at that point. You could use the Rock Band mic. You could use anything. Yeah. So I can't imagine that on the PS4 suddenly they're going to come out with a whole new set of mics and say you have to use these. I, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, who knows? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's cool. Oh, I didn't so, know. All right. There's no yeah. way these came over here. We would have heard about it. I, then where are these from? I don't know. These are... Uh, well... I mean, the front is in, I was going to say the front is in uh, English and and uh, French, which would be North America, but it looks like it's in English, uh, French, Spanish, Portuguese, German. Huh. So uh, maybe they just made one box for the world. Well, it's just easier that way. Yeah, but the other thing is Amazon lots of times doesn't use the actual box. They just find an image out on the internet. Because I think that's the same box that my Australian one came, ones came in. Well, yeah. All right. So it's uh, Great Britain English, Great British, <laughs> Great Bringlish, uh, French, Italian, German, and Spanish. Hmm. That's what's on there. That is interesting. But if I look on Sony's, uh, on like the, the media site, they don't list them anywhere. Well, that I wouldn't be surprised Well, yeah, that, that site's a mess. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So I. I don't know. I. But they are available on Amazon for mm. forty nine ninety five. Interesting. Amazon Prime. I kind of want to go play there. SingStar now. Yeah, I know. Me too. Have an epic, <laughs> epic battle like Josh and I used to have, where you know I'd beat him every time. Yeah. Right. Uh, 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 yeah, I think we have some saved dreaming. videos up there still of that happening. Keep dreaming. Oh, yeah. Now we have this recording technology, so. Keep dreaming. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. These are all going to be, uh, yeah. Share. Oh, could you imagine that? <laughs> Not even share, but Twitch and everything. But the problem is, you know, Kim, do we even dare take any of these videos that we make with share and put them up on YouTube? Because every time it would get it would get knocked for copyright infringement. Yeah, actually, the moment I said Twitch, I started to wonder if they would even oh, see. This gets into a whole thing. Yep. With SingStar and the licensing and the way it is, because because even with SingStar the way it is, you know, it was the cool thing about it was you could go on there and you could watch videos from people all over the world, and just great videos. The problem is you'd hit a bunch where they'd be locked. You wouldn't even get to see a picture that you yep. with with all of them you'd get to see like a little thumbnail of the people yep. of you know part of the video. With the ones that were locked, all you get to see is this lock on the screen. You didn't even get to see a thumbnail of the people at all. And it said, this song is not available in your region. So you couldn't even listen to the song, which was so... And it's not even the full song. It's like 10 seconds, 15 seconds of the freaking song. I couldn't believe they would do that. Yep. And this Justin, and I mean Justin, I just saw on Twitter now, which is funny since we're talking about this. Reports are coming in from Variety and a couple of other bigger sources that YouTube is going to acquire Twitch for $1 billion. 
Are you serious? Oh, that's going to ruin Twitch. Oh, man. Because that's Google. Well, think about all the copyright notices then. Oh, my God. You won't even be able to stream anymore. Uh, <laughs> or else you'll be able to stream, but you won't be able to archive it at all. Uh, oh, my God. That's almost as bad as Facebook acquiring Oculus, which still makes no sense. Oh, all right. So, timeout. Let's let's get back to the brontosaurus in the room here. <laughs> the brontosaurus in the room? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Microsoft pulling Connect out of the Xbox One. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> might as well talk about it. Yeah, it's a. I I. An atomic bomb dropping. I never wanted. <laughs> I I never wanted to believe that it would that they would admit defeat because that's really what that is. That's them admitting it defeat. Is. And I'm impressed they did it. It's something they needed to do. But it's funny with all of these announcements they're doing before E3. I'm wondering, do they just have a packed E3 or are they just blowing smoke up everyone's ass and trying to take uh, attention away from their competitors before E3? No, I think what it is, I think they they've spent the last six months watching everything fall apart for them. Yeah. Well, you know, their sales are still really good for the Xbox one comparatively, but yes, they're not competing very well. Yes. And that's the point. Their their sales have been better than the Xbox 360 to this point. Right. Life cycle, but they're getting their ass kicked in North America, which is their bread and butter. It's their bread and butter, yeah. And and if they don't have North America, they got nothing because they get their ass kicked all over the rest of the world. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. So, and that's what actually got Sony the edge for the PS3, where the PS3 is finally outsold and the 360 it ended up in third place in that generation. Right. Even though whenever you talk about it, oh, well, it's 360 dominates. In the in U.S. North America. Yeah. Asterisk in North America. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, where everybody forgets the Wii entirely, just ignores it. And then it comes down to 360 and PS3 and then only in North America. Right. And then you could say 360 wins. Um, Asterisk. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's like Microsoft, you know, putting out their, their sales numbers, which... I don't know if you saw that yet. Did you? The MPDs came out for April. For Sony actually hasn't put out hardware sales numbers for April yet. But Microsoft... <gasps> that means they failed. Yeah, well, Microsoft <laughs> came out and the Xbox One only sold like 150000 in April. And you know they're not going to sell any in May now because now people are going to wait for the price drop or, you know, the, the quote-unquote price drop, which actually isn't a price drop. It's just a bundle without hardware that's $100. But it's still a cheaper way to get the Xbox One. Yeah. So people are going to wait until what is it, June 9th now? Yes. Yeah. So. Ninth, yeah. But it, it's funny. Uh, somebody pointed out the other day that, and again, well, might as well just do this. Then we haven't done this in a long time. Holy tangent! Yeah, Batman. that's right. <laughs> um, you can still buy the day one edition of the Xbox One on Amazon. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Well, somebody, I think it was Raj or somebody. Yeah, Raj tweeted, uh, oh, this is awesome, and I hope they do, you know, now that it's a lower price, I hope they do uh, 
a special edition Halo 5 oh, bundle yeah. that I can buy. And I'll buy that one. And I tweet it back. Yeah, I hope they do because then I'll, I'll wait like six years and buy it really cheap when it's still on the <laughs> shelves. <laughs> Just like the Halo 3 one for the 360. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, so I mean, back, back to that. But I, I – I, I just remember that those numbers came out that they it was roughly one hundred fifty thousand sold and and again sold through to retailers to retail so yeah. they which it, it's telling you a couple things number one it's telling you that retailers aren't buying that much because they have such a big stock and number two people still aren't really buying the system because there's <laughs> there's still a ton in stock at stores yeah so Titanfall doesn't seem like it did the the job that they wanted it to do and. It was kind of funny because uh, the Titanfall numbers came out, and I forgot to look at the Titanfall numbers, but it did do really well on, on 360 comparatively. I think it actually sold way, way better, on th- well, which is obvious. I mean, there's a lot more systems out there, but well, yeah, uh, I, you know, the, the, the idea was that this was going to be a system seller for them for the Xbox One, and it looks like a lot of people are like, no, no, I'll just get it for 360. It looks fine on 360. Yeah. So, yeah, backfire. It's, it's staggering. I mean... Everybody said this was inevitable. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people said this was inevitable. I said a couple of weeks ago on the show, I really I, – I couldn't imagine that they would ever do this. Yeah. Because this was their vision. Their vision was to have this this all-in-one game box in entertainment center, yeah. basically, in your living room. And this was going to be their way into everybody's living room, gamers and non-gamers, because it was going to be so simple – well, to, but you can still do a lot of that stuff. It's just not going to be voice activated. Well, but that was the whole point. They had they their vision was to dumb it down to the point where everybody that bought a Wii for the dumbed down waggle controls were going to buy this for the dumbed down voice controls. Oh, it's so simple. Just talk to your TV. Uh, works. You don't have to worry about a remote. You don't have to worry about a universal remote. It plays your games. It gets your movies. It gets your TV. It does everything for you. And all you have to do is sit down. Even when you sit down, it knows who you are and it will turn itself on and do everything for you. And all you have to do is sit on the couch and eat potato chips yep. and get fat. Yep. You know, that was their whole focus here was to make this that thing and they were just there's a couple things that went on here the consumer wasn't ready for it and from what i keep hearing from a lot of people the technology is not ready for it no because they're the voice controls the voice commands don't work all that well they work well at times but if you have too many people in the room it gets confused if if you're not speaking clearly and precisely, it doesn't always pick up exactly what you're saying. And there's I, everywhere you look, there's people talking about, well, I have to say Xbox on, Xbox on, yep. Xbox on, <laughs> do it, Xbox on. You have to say it like 12 times before it comes on. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there where it just works for them. And that's great. But there are plenty of people out there where it doesn't just work yeah. for them. And you have to think about everybody around the world and they're trying to sell this around the world. And this thing has to be localized for every freaking language and all the different accents out there and all that, you know, the technology is just not quite there yet. Yeah. It's, it's just not ready for it. So. Well, it's funny because, you know, we can do voice commands on the PlayStation. Yeah. And. And it'll see your face and log you in. Well, yeah, it'll do all that stuff. And, and a lot of people don't realize that, 
you can still do the voice commands even with your headphones. So if you have a gold wireless or the pulse, or if you're plugged into your controller, all that stuff still works. Um, the funny thing is like, I have the camera plugged in downstairs and I was messing around with it and I was talking to somebody on the party chat and I said, I, I somehow ended up saying PlayStation MLB, uh, on the, on the chat and all of a sudden it launched the game, (laughs) which is I was going into the game anyway, but all of a sudden I'm like, what, what happened? (laughs) Then I realized the voice command did it, but you know, it's funny. I have the camera, uh, and I do use the camera. I've been using it on the on the streams lately because people want us to have a camera on for some stupid ass reason, uh, which I think is the dumbest thing ever to have the camera on while you're doing it. Uh, whatever, but uh, it's it's funny because I have those voice commands available to me. Guess what? I don't use them. Yeah, I don't but that's not what I use the camera for. I use it for other stuff. So um, yeah, when it gets all freaky, freaky naughty at night. <laughs> so yeah, on UStream because you can't do that on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, I just think it's, it's staggering that they did it at all in the first place and, and that they did it when they did it. But it, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it, that they, they've been watching the numbers, they've been watching them, you know, the Xbox one fall behind the PS4 further and further every month. Um, Titanfall, they were waiting for that, obviously. And if you see when it all happened, they said, so how long has this been in the works? They said, well, we started talking about it in April. Yeah. <clears throat> Which would be just after the numbers come out for Titanfall. <laughs> you know, a couple of weeks after the ni- numbers come out for Titanfall. And you start to look at it and go, oh, we've got to do something here. See, but that's a problem when they're just talking about that in April. You know? Because people were bitching about this even before the system came out. Yeah, but... <sighs> Much like Sony last generation where they've, they've got that arrogance, you know, Sony had that arrogance in the PS3 generation where, well, this is the system and this is how it is and deal with it. But I, uh, I also don't believe that they were only talking about it in April though, because even when the Xbox one came out and they had that day one patch that allowed you to detach the connect from a lot of different things. Yeah. yeah. So well, that's, it's a little, I'm fuzzy. sure they, yeah, I'm sure they, they, they pulled all that and they said, this is as far as we go. Yeah. Because this'll this'll make the hardcore gamers happy and then it's still there in every box. You don't have to use it, but it's there and we'll always have it and we can push it and, and work with it and, and do all these great things. And then they had to pull it out. They had to because they needed a way to get the cost down. And instead of just eating the cost of it and dropping the price, they pulled it out, which to me is still shocking because now you're right back where you started. Now uh, you pull that out. And the other thing that they did, which was a huge, uh, I said it was a minor bombshell in that article I wrote, but it's, it's a pretty big bombshell on its own is that they pulled out Netflix and ESPN and YouTube and all that stuff out from behind the gold paywall, which was one of the differentiating factors between yeah. 360 PS3 and Xbox One PS4. You don't need any of that for either of the Sony consoles. You can just plug in your console. You don't need to buy anything else, but you can use Hulu and Netflix. And, you know, if you have a subscription and MLB and NHL and all that stuff with the Microsoft stuff with Xbox 360, Xbox One, you always had to have gold to even use that stuff. And that was one of the biggest knocks from any kind of Sony supporter or, you know, anybody who 
really just wanted to use a system for that. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's when one of my biggest complaints was day one. Yeah, is they want me to pay for something that I'm already paying for. Yeah, so they pull that out. So when they pull that out, when they pull out the connect, and you're dropped to three ninety nine, you're left with two boxes that look very very similar. And I know people have said, like in my article, somebody said that I I that me and pretty much all the press are kind of downplaying the the power differences between the PS4 and the Xbox One. Yeah. But you know what? The person, the average, that makes sense to us, to the people who read and, and play games heavily and read about this stuff every day and go to Joystick and IGN and and GameSpot and wherever else, you know, you get your news. And, PSNation.com. And stuff. PSNation.com, where you where you do all this every day, there's millions and millions and millions and millions of other people, those people that bought the Wii, those people that bought uh, those other 60 million people that bought the PS3, you know, yeah. and the Xbox 360. Those people don't know. They don't care. They want to know price and they want to know games. That's all. And if they find out, well, my son's looking for this game. Oh, it comes on that one only? Okay, that's the one I'm buying. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care that this one has better specs. They don't care that this one has a bigger hard drive. They don't They don't even understand what a hard drive is, F- just based on my own experience yeah. standing in stores and listening <laughs> to people. But, they don't but there's, that, there's that 20% is. of gamers that are the most vocal and the ones that are connected and the ones that are on social media. And I, I'm just pulling that number out of my ass, but uh, you're right. And, and that's the thing that I think all the game companies have to learn is that it's about the games. And, and, you know, that's been my, uh, that's been my argument with Nintendo for a long time is they've, they're not focusing on the games anymore. They're focusing on the, you know, these new control techniques and everything else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I keep saying, I really hope their next system is back to games. Just bring out a classic controller and make great games. So like Mario Kart 8, 8, 8 is looking awesome except for battle mode, but uh, do that. And don't worry about the stupid motion controls. Don't worry about all that other crap. Just bring us a GameCube 2 with awesome games and third-party support. That's all we want. But that's the crazy thing with the – now we're on a double tangent here with the, <laughs> with the Wii U that you know their whole thing was – it was all built around that tablet controller. And almost every game that's come out in the past year or so, six six months to a year – you don't need the tablet at all. You can just use the classic controller. You can use the Wii remote. You can use whatever. Yeah. You don't have to have it, you know? And if they're not building, even their first party games, if they're not building a meaningful experience around that thing, what the, what the hell is the point? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but away from that, back to, back to Microsoft and, and the, the Xbox one here. Uh, what I was getting to is that, You've taken away the paywall issues. You've taken away um, the price issues. And between the PS4 now and Xbox One, you know, whoa, you still have to have gold to play games online. Well, with the PS4, you still have to have PlayStation Plus to play games online. Yes, I know. PlayStation Plus gets you a lot more in terms of uh, free games. Yeah. Microsoft is now changing that. They're, Jeff Rubenstein is there, and I'm sure he's got a got a big say in it, or at least a big push in it, saying, "Hey guys, 
this is what we did at Sony and this is what you need to do. And we're seeing that bigger games are going to start coming out for the Xbox One even this next month. Is going to have its own games with gold uh, with some you know, some more recent games. And remember what PlayStation Plus, when it first happened, it was all a PS1 game and a mini. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like great games that we were getting there for a long time. And then finally they they said, all right, now we're getting the big games. And suddenly you get these huge, huge releases coming out on, on PlayStation Plus. But when it comes down to it, to the average consumer, these boxes look identical now. Yeah, that's my roundabout way of that's what I was getting at. Uh, because if you just strip everything down and take away the power differences between the two that the average consumer is not going to know, these boxes look identical. Yeah, they they're they do the same things. They have the same features essentially. And the Xbox One, you can connect it into your TV differently. Um, Sony will have PlayStation Now. You know, there there are those little differences that each of them are really, really going to have to push hard to get the average consumer swayed one way or the other. Yep. Uh, that and the games. That's really what it's going to come down to at this point. Because, I mean, even last generation, you know, everybody talks about, well, the PS4 has better games. And they're going to look so much better. They're going to. Well, one system was better than the other system last generation. And the games looked identical for the most part. Yeah, the the, the multi-platform stuff looked pretty similar. And you're going to see that again this time. The you're not going to see Activision sit down and and make Call of Duty look better on the PS4 and shittier on the Xbox One just because they can. Well, but we have seen where the PS4 games in a, in a few instances actually have looked noticeably different though and and better. Well, so, and at the beginning when the sure. when the PS3 came out we saw that all the Xbox One games looked better and the PS3 games looked like ass because... Well, that was mainly a, uh, an unreal thing, so... <laughs> yeah, but the developers also didn't understand the cell architecture and everything and they didn't want to spend the extra time to, to work on it. Yeah. It's the same thing again. They're not going to spend the extra time to work on it. They'll get to a point where these games look pretty much identical on both systems. And, and, and gonna... you need to stress pretty much because there actually yeah. is... Overall, there actually is a pretty decent gap between the power of the two systems right now, though. There, there is. I mean, there's a, there's a better fill rate. There's better texture management. There's better memory management. There's a lot of things that the PS4 actually does better, and it's not like this little hairline difference. It actually – you can make things look noticeably different, but is it going to be noticeable enough when you're looking at 30 seconds of gameplay on both platforms? And, that, and that's the big difference. I don't think we'll see that gap widen for about another probably year and a half. And to the average consumer, it's not going to matter. Well, I, I'm I'm positive. To the average, they all bought Wii's. Yeah, a hundred million Wii's. Well, that's because it was on Good Morning America and the Today Show and in USA Today, and they catered and they marketed directly at the parents. You know, here's this low cost solution that you can play bowl. You know, you can bowl with your kids in the house, and you can do this with your kids in the house. And they, you know, they they promised this family gameplay. You know, this four player on the couch. You know that that sort of environment, which they're still trying to do with the Wii U. But hopefully, they're learning that 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 fad is has passed, and and yeah. they need to move on. 
Well, but Microsoft was trying to build on that fad, and that's part of the problem. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> With what they've run into here, they just they didn't realize that it's it's not that was kind of lightning in a bottle. It just it was just a weird thing that happened and came out of nowhere, and nobody expected it. You know, uh, most if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, but most hardcore gamers when Nintendo announced it, most hardcore gamers were like, "What the fuck? What?" Yep. What? <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is garbage. And then there were the Nintendo fanboys who were like, oh my gosh, you're going to be playing with lightsabers and it's one-to-one mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, which it no. really wasn't. No. Um, <clears throat> and even with the Motion Plus, it's not as good as the move ever was um, when the move is programmed correctly. Let me yeah. <laughs> let me put that caveat in there. When the move is actually programmed correctly, it is perfect one to one, and it's it's amazing. Agreed. But that's another one of those little things that Sony puts out there and never markets. You know, they just or don't market it enough. Uh, it's just another tool in the developer's toolbox for Sony. They say, "Look, we everything is here for you. Do what you want." And I mean, it's cool. And it doesn't put any pressure on anybody, but at the same time, we had sorcery, which was amazing for the move. Agreed. And then not much beyond well, that. Well, Kill, Killzone 3 played great with the move. I finished the entire game, which I never thought I would. Yeah, but I'm talking in terms of games that were built from oh, built from the, well, for the move and nothing else. Right. Uh, and actually, I, I really like medieval moves, but it wasn't as... That's on rails. Yeah, it's on it's, rails. But at the same time, it was still a fun game. It, you know, it's not open yeah. world. or not, I wouldn't even call sorcery open world, but... It's not open world. But, but the point is, that was like a full-on adventure game that worked with the move and worked great. I, I, I really still want to kind of stick up for Wonderbook 2, though, with move stuff. Uh, because well, yeah. it's fantastic. It's just they haven't supported it at all. They spent 20 I, minutes again. on it at E3, but they don't support it. <laughs> Again, that's yeah. another one of those things that was a brilliant idea, really could have been amazing, and they just didn't do anything with it. They just put it out there and said, here, yeah, another tool in your toolbox, make stuff if you want, don't, whatever, yeah. we don't care. Yeah. I, and we, ha- I had that long discussion about that where they needed – this was what they needed to get on Good Morning America and on Agreed. Oprah or, or Ellen or you know on all these shows and show off the amazing – coolness of it because they had harry freaking potter mm-hmm. one of the biggest franchises on the planet yep. right now and they did nothing with it i mean that could have been huge i agree and they really didn't do anything with it so i think that was kind of that disparity between sony europe and sony north america though i yeah, mean you see and, some of that where they it, it it's pretty obvious that they don't agree on certain things yeah yeah and that's that's a problem there because yeah. th- these are the types of things that really could push and push units and, and they're just not getting the backing. They're just not getting the right backing. Um, so Microsoft doing all this now, I honestly think that this has been building, you know, whether they were keeping the connect or not, whether they knew they were keeping the connect or not, they have been building over the past four or five months Towards we need to slam E3 with games, 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 you know, our own games that really show off the system. And we need to get something like Grand Theft Auto V. We need to get – like they're going to have that stuff on the stage. They are going to do everything they can 
to draw all the attention to the Xbox One and say, you know, we got that shit out of the way. Forget about Connect. Forget about all that stuff. Yeah, it's there. We told you about it. Now you can just ignore all that because right now, games. Well, I, I would say you know? expect a lot of EA stuff to be have exclusive DLC and everything on Xbox One. Uh, I think they've already set that precedent. Uh, I w- you know, you keep saying it, and I hate to, to think about it, but it could happen where when GTA Five gets announced for next-gen systems, I think you said it right in that article we put up, mm-hmm. it'll be on Microsoft stage. You know, and, and yeah. it sucks it because... And I think they'll have some kind of exclusive time content. Yeah, and it... I think they will. It And, and honestly, that's what kind of upsets me about console wars in general. And it, it never really was that way up until probably the last generation, though, uh, because of DLC. You know, we didn't have a lot of... We didn't have DLC on PS2 or before, you know, or Xbox and before, you know... Now that they can do DLC, they can you know take that and put it on one of the other platforms as, as exclusive. The nice thing is, I mean, at least if GTA Five or when GTA Five gets announced on on these current gen systems, we know it's going to come to both, and we know it's going to go to PC. So at least we know that. I, I just don't want to see that thing where GTA Five first on Xbox One before PS4 or something like that. <laughs> you know they're going to start pushing. They have to. They, I, I know they, they have don't have anything to. else to do. It's because <laughs> their own the, studios. They they just shutter all their own studios. Yeah, I've said the gloves are off. Yeah, I mean this is it. They have to come out swinging because they're in trouble. They're in real, real trouble. <clears throat> and the fact that they pulled the Connect out of every freaking box, well. They'll they'll still sell it with the Connect as oh, sure. the Xbox One Premium Edition or Ultra Edition or whatever they're going to call it. Um, the we're listening edition. <laughs> but the point is, without the Connect, now <clears throat> now they really have to push the games. The games are critical, and they are going to come out swinging. They're really going to do everything they can to hit everywhere they can. Yep. Where Sony might be even a hint of there might be even a hint of vulnerability, and well, because I, Sony for a long saying, time have always said we don't buy exclusives. Yeah, but like when Grand Theft Auto Three came out, it was PS2 exclusive. I don't think that ever came to the Xbox. No, it didn't. Um, but that was the thing, you know. It, eventually, I know San Andreas was on there. I don't know if Vice City came to the xbox vice city did not i don't think i know santa i have san andreas for the for the or did it because well they did those two big uh uh, expansion packs for vice city wasn't it expansion didn't they do those uh kind of offshoot stories no well those were for liberty city stories and vice city stories no 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 there was that one about uh the Something like was it Gay Tony or something like that or no? That's GTA Four. Is that GTA Four? Okay, okay, I can yeah. remember. There's yeah. so many GTAs and. But you're talking DLC again, and this is PS2 era, which eh, they had sort of. I thought that proto weren't those exclusive DLC. No, that wasn't PS2. That was that was Xbox 360. Yeah, no, I'm I'm talking about Vice City. And oh, San oh, oh, yeah, and yeah, GTA yeah. Three. Okay. Yeah, yeah, GTA Four. Yes, GTA Four. The Ballad of Gay Tony and the the motorcycle dudes, um, whatever that one was called, those were supposedly exclusive to 360, and that lasted about a year, and then they came to the PS3. But it lasted a year, and they never even hinted that it was coming to the PS3. So the idea was, 
if you want to play these things, you need a 360. And it was GTA, yeah. which was one of the biggest freaking – I mean it is one of the biggest – freaking franchises on the planet in terms of video games yeah you drop that and it's gonna sell like mad so <sighs> come on houses just don't don't do it which is also why they haven't even hinted that it's coming to the ps4 xbox one and pc because they want to get as many sales out of the 360 and ps3 as they possibly right, can right. and and, and, and something that people need to realize about this uh, gta 5 <laughs> if, if you know if they announce it at e3 time Rockstar never goes D3. They're never there in an official capacity. They're never on the floor. They're never anywhere. The only thing, if they made an announcement at E3, it would be on somebody's stage. Yeah. And it won't be on Nintendo's. Yeah. And they've done that in the past. Yeah. So that's why, and and I'm wondering if, you know, they've got that big push and Microsoft is looking for that, that they're either going to get a hold of that or they're going to get a hold of the next Red Dead game to be announced oh, on their stage. <laughs> and, well, it's going to be one or the other. I know. And maybe they made the big push for Red Dead and they said, well, Sony can just announce GTA V because who cares? Everybody already has that game. Well, I don't think that we're going to see the next Red Dead this soon. No, I don't know that we will. Yeah. I think that we might just – because remember when the PS3 – when they first announced the PS3, one of the little blips that they showed in the games that are going to be on the PS3 was Red Dead. Right. And that was years before it came out. Right. But they just showed it like, hey, it's coming. Huh. Uh, you mean like Agent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I really do. I think that Microsoft is going to push. They're going to get some of those big name games, the big name multi-platform games. And all you're going to hear is first on Xbox One or best on Xbox One or with all this exclusive DLC on Xbox One. Best on Xbox One. That's like hearing Francis One. You're, you're going to hear it. I guarantee it. They really need to hit hard, and they will. They're, this is their make or break for North America. Yeah, uh, they really, really need to make a big, big splash here. Well, and and, and the thing is, you know, they can. speaking of agent, you know, they they've always touted that that's going to have exclusive content on PlayStation if it ever comes out. Uh, the reason that we haven't really heard about a lot of that stuff though was that GTA Five uh, was a much bigger project than I think they realized, and they pulled everybody from all their teams onto GTA five toward the end to finish that game and get, you know, get things working and, and they're still working on the multiplayer and, uh, on, on especially the content and everything. So that, I think that pushed their entire timeline back for every other project. So I actually kind of think we're going to see agent at E3 this year on PlayStation stage. I think we're going to see gameplay of it on, on E3 at E3. Hmm. I think that's going to be one of the bigger bombshells is that it's going to come out of nowhere because no one has talked about it. So I think what I could actually see maybe is them coming out and saying GTA 5 on PS4. Oh, yeah, look at this, too. We have something else coming. Mm-hmm. So well, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And, and Rockstar is always that uh, kind of that dark horse. You just never know what they're going to do because, again, they're yeah. not at E3, uh, you know, in official capacity. So they're not making appointments with people ahead of time. They're not, you know, they're not doing anything and they're not talking. Yeah. Well, uh- just hitting upon some other minor points that people had brought up uh, in the comments, uh, I I doubt that we're going to see a PS4 price cut. I really no, we'll not. We will not see it. Like mad. Although I um, will say, 
think of how impactful that would be if they just walked out on stage and said PS4 349. <laughs> Everybody at Microsoft would just their jaws would collectively hit the floor and say, "You've got to be kidding me!" Just think of that. That would be unreal. that would be amazing. It won't happen because there's no, no point. There's no reason happen. for it to happen. Yeah, they they can't keep the PS4s on the shelf as it is. Yeah, uh, they're having trouble but just manufacturing just them. Think. That would be hilarious, though. I really do what hope that we're going to see. Well, I, well, let's talk about E3 stuff later, I guess, or we can, I don't know, whatever. But because um, right. I really do hope that we find we get a bundle this time with a Vita in with the PS4. Yeah. I really hope we get that. That would be sweet. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that the people were talking about, um, Microsoft said they were talking to developers about freeing up additional CPU space to. Well, but they're always doing because that because they're pulled. No, well, because they pulled out Connect, and Connect had dedicated space on the Xbox One for the processing. And but they can't do that because. Because exactly. it's a broken art, or now the architecture is actually segmented. They still have well, to have that in the architecture for yes. if somebody actually has a Connect still. Because there's yes. 4 million units out there in the wild, at least, or 5 million units out in the wild, just not at homes, that all have Connect in the box, and they have to have that, that resource reserved. That's why they have 30% of the resources, roughly 30% of the OA, or of the resources on the system are actually uh, reserved for the TV side of things because that's a separate I, OS. I think they've trimmed that down. They've been optimizing that. Well, in the past yes and months. no, they, but they have to have it at a certain, th- this is just, yeah. a, this is a back end thing. They have to yeah. have that, that specific amount reserved no matter what. But what they can do is they can cut down the footprint of the OS on each side and they can free up resources that way. But that, there's that line in the sand for hardware resources that they can't change. That's probably hardwired. No, for Connect, actually... No, no, I'm talking about just between the two OSs. Yeah, but for Connect, and and what I read their comment as, talking to developers, because that's exactly what they said. They said, we're discussing with developers uh, the possibility of freeing up some space that they could, you know, getting back some of that uh, stuff that was reserved for Connect that they could use. I read that as because it's it's it is what you said. They can't just give it up because there are people that do have Connect plugged in. Well, and I read the other that as yeah, just double you know write the code two ways. You can't. People can write the code. No, two you ways. can't because then you're then you're actually making the experience for people that have a Connect a little bit worse. Yes, you can't do that. You can do that. Yes, you, you can. can't do that to people. That's why you have a console because you have you can't because you, you have a console. It's supposed to be a unified architecture that never changes. That's like that's like buying two different PCs, one that has a better video card than the other one. That's exactly why people get consoles so that they don't have to worry about all that bullshit. About all of a sudden, I have a Kinect, so I have I have like a lower frame rate. That's bullshit. It's it could happen. It could, but it won't. It, it can't. That would be well, I'm, they would they would get nailed for that. They would get nailed to the wall. No, because they say, look, you can still play the game. You both get the exact same game. If you want it to look a little bit better, unplug your Connect. I, See, would get I don't crucified think it'll happen that. anyway. Now, I, I don't know if they get cru- they get crucified by the hardcore gamers. The, the average person on the street wouldn't even know or care. Again, they wouldn't know or care. No. Um, but I honestly think if that's why I think they're 
dis, quote unquote discussing it with developers because there's they're saying to the developers we could conceivably do this but you're going to have to program it two different ways and you're going to have to check do they have a connect this is what they get do they not have a connect this is what they get and developers are probably going to go i don't want to fucking do that that's extra work for us that is not worth it and no we're not going to do that yeah. So I don't think anything will come of it, but well, they're, they're but I, putting it out there. They're floating it probably to see they're, – they're floating it to developers to see if they even want to take on the extra work. And they're throwing it out there to everybody else to see what the reaction is going to be. And it might be a lot like yours was just now. No, but, <laughs> but freaked out. Here, here, here's the other side of it. You know, they, they, <laughs> they might be talking to developers like they were with Respawn before Titanfall came out because – Respawn had a problem with, number one, how the controller was working, how the sticks were working on the Xbox One controller, and they made a change to that. They actually updated a firmware. But they also needed more space out of the OS. They, they needed the OS to be smaller. So they did that. But that's engineering. That has, I, I really think that when they're talking to, to developers about this thing, Connect can't be in that talk in terms of freeing up resources. It has to be in the talks of okay, we're engineering a new version of the OS. It's gonna have it's gonna take thirty megabytes less. Here's what you're gonna have in six months. They they can't talk about the Connect as 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 something in terms of we're freeing up resources because we we're not gonna package Connect anymore because there's four million people that have them and they're not gonna and that average user isn't gonna know to unplug the damn Connect to get a better performance out of their game. They can absolutely do it, and I'll tell you why. The power of the cloud. No oh, bullshit. They're using no. They're they're using that as <sighs> well. If you we have cloud connectivity and thirty million servers or whatever they have. Yeah, cloud and, cloud processing doesn't work that way. It, it, they, you can use well, it for AI. You can use it for that sort of, or some other stuff. But cloud computing yeah, will not well, work. No, it's not that. Th- 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 stop, stop. No. You can use it for AI and you can use it for all that if you have the right. You can use it for AI tendencies. You can't use it for real-time computations for AI. It's not fast enough because you have lag over the internet to the servers. Servers have to make the process and then get back to the system. But it changes the game for the person who has that connection and the person who doesn't. You're giving them two different experiences, just like you were talking about on well, but, the PC and why we were getting away from all that. Right, bullshit. but the thing is, if somebody if somebody's not connected to the but but the thing is, all the cloud computing is is helping right now. Is all the online stuff? If somebody's not online, who cares if the cloud computing works or not? Because they're not they're not touching it. You know what I mean? That the cloud computing stuff that they're using right now is for things like the AI in Forza and your drivatars, or it's working in Titanfall for whatever they're using it for in Titanfall. But those are online games. They're connected. They're always connected. If they're just playing a single player game, the cloud computing stuff doesn't get involved at all. Yet. Well, they'd be stupid to do it. Well, who said – whoever said any of these companies were smart? I'm talking about developers. <laughs> they would be stupid to do something like that, to use that cloud computing on the single-player side of things because if somebody has an Xbox One and doesn't have it connected, these people are going to have a worse experience. And that was the whole deal before the Xbox One came out where everybody was bitching that it was going to check every 24 hours in your licensing and all that other crap. Mm-hmm. So – Again, you're, you're, they're, they're, they would be going against what they actually, you know, what they changed before the system came out in November. <laughs> I I could see it happening. I could. I I I don't think a developer wants to do it though. I don't think a developer is going to say yes. We would absolutely love to do more work to to give somebody a slightly better experience on the system. Huh. I I just don't think they're going to bother with it. Um, 
It, it might have been Microsoft just putting it out there to to get people a little more interested and excited. Ooh, wait, we can we can have games that look a little bit better. Oh, all right, now we can catch up or. or but that's be the thing; it's not PS4. even making it look better because. It, but it's not. They're just no. What they're doing? That. Yeah, but that's the thing. A lot of people think that this cloud computing thing is going to help make things no, look better. Ba- but I've heard I'm talking that. About connect. Okay, I'm talking about the connect all thing right. now. Just calm down. But th- that's not Slow how. It, but I, I, it, it, it gets me frustrated because you see comments like this all the time, and that's not how cloud computing works. It helps with computations. Your video processor on your on your uh, console can only do so much. So simmer down. <laughs> uh, this, this is simmer IT glun coming out now. This isn't just. <laughs> Yeah, it's so much fun. Now I know how to push your buttons. <laughs> You've known that for a long time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, now that we're on what the all right uh, news item number two we started early. Oh my gosh, we're an hour into this. As far as we're over an hour, yeah, about an hour into this. <laughs> oh my Jesus, uh, uh, going to bed. <laughs> so next up, uh, we got two news items on this. Actually, uh, Far Cry Four has been officially announced uh, from our friends at Ubisoft, and uh, so it's Far Cry. The fourth one. Uh, it's set in Kirat? 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 A breathtaking, perilous, and wild region of the Himalayas struggling under the regime of a despotic, self-appointed king. This is not your standard FPS. You will be equipped with a vast array of weapons, animals, and ve- Animals? Do I get to ride a tiger? <laughs> if I get to ride a tiger, I'm in. Uh, and vehicles in our highly detailed and interactive open world. So, and there's some uh, pre-order goodies that you can get, uh, What yada, yada, yada. Did you play, have you played like Far Cry 2 or 3? None of them. Okay, 2. Everybody is all over me saying I would I would just get lost in 3 and love it. And I think you would enjoy 3. 2 had too I many problems. <clears throat> yeah, I, I have 2 for the 360, so I, I think it was actually better on, on the 360. That was at one of those points where the, the PS3 versions were lagging a bit. Um, but I haven't played any of them. And it's one of those games that I wanted to, but I just have never had the time. Or when I had the time, they never even crossed my mind as, oh, yeah, I'll play that. Well, I think we, I think we got three free with Plus one time. We did. But yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but I had it already anyway. So the problem I had with two was, the problem I had with the first game, even on PC, was that the the AI was able to detect you no matter what pretty much and if they detected you all the ai knew exactly what to do and just come as a beeline right to you even from 10 miles away they would drive in three they fixed a lot of that i I still thought it was a little wanky at times like how they could detect you and everything but three was a lot of fun the only problem i had with three was uh some of the boss battles you would and it's been a while since i've played it so forgive me if i'm wrong about this listeners but Every now and then you would have like, I think you would get injected with a drug or something, or you'd have kind of a drug reaction or something. So you, when you were fighting some of the bosses, it would be like in this LSD trip, basically. And that's kind of what turned me off a little bit from playing it, and that's why I stopped for a while. But 3 is fun. 3 is really well done. It's not too bad of a frame rate on PS3, because it's a really ambitious game for that system, uh, for that level of system. Um, so I'm looking forward to 4. I think, I think you know, it sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I, three was good. And, and if they're building upon that, then I think there's a lot of, uh, potential here. So, and then the other news story that they, that we got for it 
uh, is that they're saying that there's going to be a lot more multiplayer in Far Cry 4. Uh, so he, the quote is from uh, Yves Guillemot. Uh, we are working on launching game. I think that's from Eve. Yeah, Eve Game Out. Uh, we are working on launching games that will be played for a longer time. This will allow us to do more DLC and item-based sales in those games. Ooh, microtransactions! Yay! <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we are moving to make games that are extended. Wait. What the hell? Oh, okay. I thought it was the same quote. <laughs> uh, extended over a long period of time, so in those games we... This is stupid. Like Both of those quotes are almost exactly the same. Hmm. Raj. Uh, no, it's it's exciting. You know, I'm 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 looking forward to it. The multiplayer is actually really fun on the on three because it is open world. Like you could just go forever. It's kind of like Red Dead Redemption a little bit, where you can be on the other side of the map and mm. be in a party and everything. So, yeah, hmm. yeah, that's cool. Exciting. Well, I, yeah, it's one of those games that I want to play. I just I don't know if I'm ever going to get the chance. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, all right, and what the fuck, another Street Fighter 4, is this like the <laughs> 15th version of this? But well, this Honestly. is an add-on, kind of. Oh, I'm sorry, this is Ultra Street Fighter 4. Yeah. I mean, I own, I think, three different versions of it already, well, and but, I stopped buying them, because I know that more came out. But that's the thing, you can either buy the full game standalone for, I think, thirty nine ninety nine. Or you can upgrade the one you have for fourteen ninety nine. Uh, yeah, well, uh, all right. So it's hitting PS three June third. Uh, no, with the upgrade. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, fourteen ninety nine. Uh, the complete retail version is August fifth. Wow. Yeah. Weird. Uh, for forty bucks. Um, so you get five new characters. Mm-hmm. Six new stages. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I actually like having and more a, stages. And a ton of changes and balancing to the older characters. Uh, <laughs> well, I just yeah. I mean, you're you're going up to forty four characters. You're going up six more stages. The fifteen dollar upgrade, in my opinion, is not that bad. But I don't know. I mean, I I don't know how many random like or or casual players are still playing Street Fighter Four. You know, it's really heavy on MLG still, and, and, you know, you go to all the, the, the Street Fighter tournaments or the fighting game tournaments, and it's still very prevalent there. But I, like, we didn't even have Street Fighter going to an MGC this year. Yeah. So, and I, I really like the game, but uh, I'm a casual player. I'm not one of those real technical, like, I know which guy can counter this thing, and, you know, I can... Oh, I don't know. I can punish somebody for whiffing and all that other terminology that I hear on the live streams that I watch. I just go smack, smack, smack (laughs) (laughs) and hope something works. Well, you go play freaking Tekken then, mister. Mm. Yeah. It it is funny. I mean, this is obviously a stopgap. Street Fighter 4 did very well from what it sounds like. It's still very prevalent, you know, at the competitive stage. So I'm just curious, you know, where is. Uh, Tekken X Street Fighter. We got Street Fighter X Tekken, but we never saw Tekken X Street Fighter. So I don't know if that's not even happening anymore, or are we going to see it at E3 finally? There's just been no word on that game. Just hold your copy of the other one up to a mirror. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Jackass. <laughs> so we've got the trailer up on the website uh, if you want to check out the new characters and stages and everything, but 
15 bucks, I'll probably pay that money uh, just to have it because I do we, we, I do get on and play occasionally with some people. And then uh, I get on with some random that's like level 89,000 and just kicks my ass and then I quit. I just wanted to play, man. Would you have to beat up on me like that, jerk? Yeah. Or they take a character, a very strong character, and, you know, back me up into a corner like usual. <laughs> Jerks. So, yeah, but I, I do like the comments, even on Twitter. Everybody's like, are you kidding me? Another one? That's how I felt when I saw that. Yeah, but if it's making money, I don't blame them. Yeah, I guess so. That's, that's amazing, though. Yeah. So, next. Well, I read the last one, didn't I? Oh, no, I didn't. No, no you did. That's that. right. I just did that. I'm still... Yeah. Anyway, you don't even have a kid. I don't want to hear. Shut it. up. <laughs> I have four. I have fifteen kids. Uh-huh. You people. Uh-huh. Uh, so next up, they finally announced the online co-op uh, details for Killzone Shadowfall. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff up on the website for it, but uh, it's going to be online co-op. Uh, they haven't really said if it's going to be like just full missions or if it's going to be kind of like that horde mode. And it looks like it's going to be kind of. Horde modish, which mm. I could care less about. I'll be honest, but they are going to add a few new weapon upgrades and some different classes as well. So they're they're bringing out some class variations, which is pretty interesting. Uh, but <clears throat> they're calling it Killzone Shadowfall Intercept, uh, and this is if you have that uh, uh, that season pass for Killzone, that's what this is for. Uh, that's what you're going to get. So uh, I haven't really, like I said. I, Oh, well, here it is. So I was supposed to go to Los Angeles last week for this pre-E3 thing. And this is one of the things I was supposed to see. And there was a fire at O'Hare Airport when I was sitting in Milwaukee. And they canceled 500 flights, including both of my flights. So I didn't get to make it out there. So I, I thought I was going to have some information on this, some really hard information, but I don't. But it does look interesting. If it's going to be horde mode, I am not going to get it. I Because, No. I mean, I, I have a season pass, but I'm, there's no way I'm downloading it. I just don't care. But it is cool. Uh, there's also the new multiplayer map came out called Canyon. So I'll be talking about that a little bit later in what we played. But uh, stream some of that. And uh, yeah. But there's some more multiplayer maps in the way. And again, because people always ask this on the, on the, on the stream when we do it, all of the multiplayer maps, the actual online competitive multiplayer, all those maps are free. You never have to have a season pass for it. So, nobody listens to this podcast anyway, though, so I'll still be answering that question on the streams. Yeah. (laughs) But check it out. They've got this whole thing about combat roles and the different variations of the four main classes, Assault, Marksman, Medic, and uh, Tactician. So, yeah, they're just expanding the the classes, which I like, because for a long time it was just three in this one. Yeah. This next one cracks me up. (laughs) That's kind of cool. It's weird. We were like the only ones that posted this. Uh, that's funny. Um, NBA 2K15 will be adding more EuroLeague teams. Ooh, I just not just any EuroLeague teams. <laughs> the Turkish Airlines EuroLeague what? teams, as well as Alba Berlin. <laughs> Ooh, Jessica yeah. Alba. What? I love that. <laughs> that's so cool. Uh, that's kind of neat. Uh, what they're doing is. Putting up these, uh, the Euro League, according to, I'm assuming this is Raj. Uh, oh, Damon. Damon wow. put it up. Yeah, Raj. Look at you, Damon. Yeah. Uh, 
the Euro League is a division made up of the top 24 teams in Europe. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, Alba Berlin is one of those Turkish Airlines Euro League teams. Apparently. <laughs> look at all the new teams. He put them in bold. Holy crap. They're expanding <laughs> yeah. rapidly. Yeah. But they, I can't. Galatasaray Live Hospital Istanbul. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Servena Zvazda Telecom Belgrad. That's a phone yes. company, I guess. Uh, uh, CSKA Moscow. Oh, way to take the easy one. <laughs> Pat- yeah, there, there's a t- FC Barcelona. Ah, uh. uh, yes, Barcelona. Uh, yeah, so there's a ton of them here. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah. I, I, it's like when uh, NHL finally expanded into... Um, all the they had the minor leagues, and then they, or at least the um, the AHL, and then they got into uh, the Canadian, uh, like the developmental leagues. Basically, um, it would be cool if they worked their way into the, like the ECHL and stuff like that. <laughs> but I, don't, <laughs> I don't see that ever happening. Um, Do they have the D League in NBA Two K? Do you know? I don't. Oh, know. they need the D League because that was one of the. That's the one of the only. Uh, uh, reality shows I ever watched because those guys, the shit that happens in the D League is just hilarious. Mm. Like, they would go out and buy a flat screen TV, then they get hurt like two days later and they'd have to take it back to Best Buy <laughs> because they weren't getting paid. <laughs> it was just, oh it was gosh. nuts. These guys are like, yeah, I'm a pro- professional basketball player, not realizing they're not there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, see, that's, it's funny where I, I used to live, I, grew up in South Jersey. So when I was back there, when was it? It was sometime around college, sometime after college. Uh, they put a baseball stadium right on the other side of the river from Philly. Yeah. Uh, for, and we were like, wow, it's, it's like in this great, well, I was going to say it's in this great location. Uh, it's in Camden, New Jersey, which is not, a great town. It's one of the worst cities in the country. <clears throat> one of the most violent cities in the country. But <laughs> they tried to revitalize it. They they looked at the whole like everybody has done. They looked at Baltimore uh, and said, "Well, all right, so we'll put a an aquarium in, which they did. We'll put a little uh, amphitheater, which they did, and we'll put uh, a baseball stadium right next to it. But it's like a two hundred seat baseball stadium. It's like it's like it's below single A baseball, whatever's below single A baseball. Uh, that's just, you've got something like stuff like the Northern <laughs> league up here and drunk league. Yeah, it's like a beer league, but they <laughs> yeah. use a hardball instead of a softball. Yeah. I forget what league it is, but it's, it's well, they're, they're regional leagues. leagues. When you get past single A, they get, they go regional. So we have like the Northern league up here and mm-hmm. we actually have a Northern league team about 20 minutes away from where I live and what that is is a lot of college players come up and play over the summer, uh, mm. and it's it's kind of cool up here because they actually have programs in a lot of this a lot of the towns around here that have um, northern league teams where they'll stay with a family for the summer, and mm. yeah, so it's this whole culture up here. It's it's pretty awesome. Well, it's the 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 place the stadium is literally in the shadow of the Ben Franklin Bridge. Oh, geez. Uh, which is one of the two major bridges that go across to Philadelphia. That one goes right into Center City, Philadelphia. So 
you're sitting in this little tiny stadium right on the river, right on the Delaware River, and you've got Philly right across the river, and you've got this bridge right right there in the outfield, basically. It's it's a cool stadium. It's a cool setup. Yeah. But, you know, a block away from that is the prison. <laughs> <laughs> One of the major prisons in Camden. So Is that who they scrimmage every now and then, like in the, the longest yard? And the longest yard. Well, the, the weird thing is right across the street from the prison is Walt Whitman's house. Ah. So, like, that's the, like there's this weird little block area where you've got the old, old houses that have been preserved, and Walt Whitman's house is one of them right in the middle of it all. Mm. And, you know, up at the riverfront, it's nice because you've got the, the aquarium and, and this, this little, um, place to see concerts and stuff and and the baseball stadium and all and they were going to try to expand all that they were actually going to try to they were trying to lure the phillies or not well even the phillies at one point but they were really trying to pull the flyers and sixers over yeah uh over the river um when they were looking for a stadium like 10 15 years ago whenever that was 15 years ago uh or 20 at this point holy shit yeah 20 years ago um, but they, I think one of the owners was like, we're never fucking going to camp. What are you nuts? <laughs> I want to get shot. I think they, I think they even said that in the, in the, but the, the thing is a huge number of the people that go to the games are right there in South Jersey. So they wouldn't have to go over the bridge. It would have been a lot easier for people. Sure. They were like, no, we're not going to do that. We're the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> the Philadelphia. Yeah. Tell that to the New York giants and jets. Yeah who have played in New Jersey forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Or the Utah jazz. <laughs> there is no music in Utah. Come on. So yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, it's a cool stadium though. It's, it's a neat little setup. Um, I love minor league ball. I, I absolutely adore it. We have, we have actually a regional team here in my town and the, and the baseball fields a block away from my house. I can see it from my back window. So we go, that's the chaparral. So we actually will have, I'll just walk over, I'll hear a game starting up and I'll just walk over and it's a couple bucks. So yeah, I, man, I just adore little league or uh, little league, minor league baseball. I, I think it's awesome. <laughs> little league. Yeah, I go watch the kids, you know, Those guys are like, you son of a bitch. Sit up there with a sweater tight around my, around my, uh, uh, you know, my neck and, you know, have some, yeah, have I'm, some bonbons. I've seen, I've seen two games at that stadium and they were i think they were the sharks is what they were called but it's it's cool they weren't stadium. the jets yeah it's a neat stadium well there's uh, they have sharks in the aquarium and there are there are sharks in the delaware river apparently do they like Small walk sharks. out in unison snapping their fingers i hope so nice when you're a jet you're a jet all the way <laughs> uh, oh, wow yeah, is I keith on the show sense. what's going on here <laughs> um love you keith but the uh, the cool thing about uh, like the minor minor league hockey, like the ECHL East Coast Hockey League, um, I've seen two different games, two two different stadiums on East Coast Hockey League. I used to live down in Charleston, and when I, when I moved down there, I was like, well, the sucky thing is, there's like nothing down here, like no sports. I got no hockey or anything, and somebody was like, dude. Charleston Stingrays. I was like, the what? <laughs> the who and the what now? A South Carolina Stingrays is, is what they were. And I went over. It's a little 5,000-seat arena. And the people were into it. It was awesome. 
And uh, Trenton, New Jersey had the Trenton Titans, which at one point were a minor, minor league team for the Flyers. They were affiliated with the Flyers for a while. And then I think they switched to like the Islanders or Rangers or they're shared between the two of them. Mm. Which that's I never understand that. I never understand how like the Flyers had the Hershey Bears forever, and then all of a sudden they were with the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> and I'm like, well, wait, what happens to all your players that are in the system there? Do you what? What? <laughs> what how does that work? <laughs> I just I never because Philly they when they moved to the new stadium. That welcome to sports people. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when they moved to the new stadium. They kept the old spectrum and they brought a minor league hockey. They brought a brand new expansion minor league hockey team, the Philadelphia Phantoms. Right. And we're selling out there as well, hmm. which was really cool. They, they were like, do you think we can support two teams? They, they could easily support two teams. Nice. Uh, and for whatever reason, they were, oh, because they were going to rip down the spectrum. They moved them up to like northern New York somewhere, so they're the Adirondack Phantoms now. But Ooh. but before it was great. That's you a know, mouthful. somebody goes down with an injury, the minor league teams literally across the parking lot. Oh wow, <laughs> they're right there. Nice. <laughs> so it, all the players are local. Everybody's right there. You got no problem. You, you need somebody, he's there for the game that night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, that's gone. I always thought that when Mark Sanger left the podcast that we would finally shift gears and not talk about sports so much. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, it, it's funny. I, I usually try to make it a point if I'm going through a town and I see that there's a minor league team or something, I'll, I'll usually make it a point to go over and see if you know there's a game going on that night or something. And uh, you know, I've I've seen a few different stadiums, and it's always just been a treat because nowadays a lot of minor league teams, even even single A teams, always have this really creative food, and their smaller stadiums is a lot more intimate. And you know, we've got the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers up in Appleton uh, that have a very nice stadium actually, and now they're a minor league team for the Brewers. They used to be for Seattle, and. Um, it's really cool to go there because you see some of the guys that, you know, the brewers are trying to, to fine tune and get them trained and get yeah. them ready for the majors. And, you know, so you're seeing the, you know, the quote unquote stars of tomorrow and, uh, but you go and it's so freaking cheap to go to the Rattlers game and they have this just awesome, awesome food. And you can even like rent a table that they'll come and wait on you the whole time, the whole game. They'll, they'll, and the food is reasonable. It's not overpriced stadium food. Like if you go to a major league game. So it, it's it's such a great experience to go to minor league games. So and you know if you want to take your kid and I have a couple of friends that don't want to take their kid because they think it's a waste of money because they the kid goes and they don't even care about the game because they're just too young. That's when you take them to a minor league game because you're still going to yeah. have a good time watching some great baseball, but you're not spending hand over fist. You know, with all you're not just taking your wallet out and throwing it at somebody. Yeah. Shut up and take my money. Yeah, so. we should do that. We have uh, the the blue crabs uh, <laughs> up here. They're they're somewhere over by the ocean, um, but they're like single A for the Phillies. Actually. Oh, nice. So uh, Ryan Howard was actually there in in like a rehab thing at one point hmm. uh, years ago, a couple years ago. So I remember when Daryl yeah. Strawber was up in Minneapolis or the St. Paul St. Paul Saints. Yeah, Daryl. He was up there, and it was like his last comeback, and he was up there. And uh, the St. Paul Saints are always fun to go. I've only been up there twice, but uh, 
the guy that owns it, his dad was uh, the guy that owned the White Sox when they had like Nickel Beer Night and Disco Night that blew up in their face and they had the riots and everything. Mm. I can't remember the guy's name right now. But his son owns the Saints, and uh, they do some really crazy promotions up there. It's pretty fun to watch. At least last time I heard, he still owned it. I've been up there for a couple of years. But yeah. What the fuck? How do we get on that? I don't know. Wow. Because the, the Euro League. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That, right. Wow. We So, yeah. We got to take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been talking a long time. So let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about what we played and watched, a couple of reviews, uh, emails maybe, and uh, we'll talk a little bit of E3. We don't really have too much of an update yet, but uh, we'll be right back. talk about what we're playing and watching we finally made it to it <laughs> so uh josh why don't you start us off this week uh, so did you probably play like what one game uh two. Oh, well, three. well three <laughs> um uh yeah i played more borderlands 2 on the vita okay i will not review it until that patches out and I'm kind of shocked. I'm, I am and I'm not <clears throat> that so many major outlets already put up a review. I'm not shocked when a major piece of it is that connectivity and being able to pass your save back and forth. <clears throat> well, I guess my only argument with that, and I agree with you, but I guess as devil's advocate, some people might be reviewing it only as a Vita game. You know yeah, what I mean? I get that. Yeah, But <clears throat> If you're going to do that, like I didn't read any of the reviews, but I, I heard a lot of people bitching about them and yeah. it was because people were exactly not reviewing it as a Vita game. They were reviewing it as a PS3 game that is broken on the Vita, <sighs> God, not as a Vita game. <laughs> I wonder so, if Greg Miller's going to uh, review it since he supposedly is the one that didn't. made it happen. No, somebody else did. Well, <laughs> that was one of the big complaints is whoever this other person was. From what I read of what people were saying, I didn't read – I'm not reading any of the reviews because I don't want them to to, you know, get in my mind when I'm formulating and reviewing. Um, but I couldn't avoid people complaining about reviews. And one of the things was it wasn't Greg Miller. It was somebody else and whoever it Who was. Who the fuck is this? Vince Ingenito. More as <clears> – <throat> More in light of the PS3 experience and how this didn't replicate the PS3 experience exactly, and that's why it's all broken and a problem. Yeah. 
that that's what I heard. Uh, I don't know if that's ex- actually what he wrote and how it all, or even if he wrote it Whoa. like that, but I don't know. So I'm not going to review it until we get the complete experience, which now they've pushed it back again, at least another week or two. They shouldn't release the game the then. I know. I know. And Damn it. this is all, I'm but taking all this. I guarantee you this is marketing getting, getting in the way because they had to have that bundle for the Vita out. And that's, and that's obvious because the thing came out a week before the game even hit the, the shelves on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And it, it does. I, I have been running into more and more like frame rate dips and things like that. Sure. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's not a perfect game, but it is its own experience. It's yeah. I, the important idea is that I can pass the save back and forth and that I can have the game on the go. I don't expect the PS3, the full PS3 game on the go. I don't expect it to play like the PS3 game exactly. I, I know compromises are going to be made. Sure. I mean, I'm reviewing it accordingly. I'm not going to give it a two, you know, because the frame rate dips and, and there's pop in and there's this and that, and I've had some crashes. But at the same time, those will detract from the score. You know, it's not going to get like a 10 because, or a 9.5 because valiant effort. And it's amazing that it's on there and it does have problems. So it's somewhere between a two and a 9.5 there. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) We'll see when I get there. So you're saying that it's a 10. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We'll have to see. Um, so there's that. <laughs> I played, uh, I finished uh, Walking Dead on the Vita season one. Okay. About time. Yeah, I know. I, I finally said, you know what? I just have to do this. And that's all I played. Like every every chance I got, I was just playing that. Uh, I did different stuff in the 100 or 400 days uh, thing. And and when I did that, it hit me. I was like, wait a second. Because there were people in 400 Days from season one, but they were minor side characters. And I don't remember if I caught that or if I missed that completely. Yeah. But but having played right through season one and right into that, you know, it was fresh and it was right there. I was like, hey, it's them, huh. you know? Uh, but what I didn't notice is that when I got into season two, like you don't see any of those people. Mm. At least in the first episode, things change in the second episode and at least one shows up and you start to see more. So you're starting to see it all kind of connect, uh, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll talk about season two, the first two episodes anyway, on the Vita only. <laughs> um, I mean, I could talk about the, the one on the PS3 season or episode one. I didn't play episode two yet on the PS3. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I will say now nah, I should just save it all for the review. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should, because if I, if I say all this stuff now, then yeah, save nothing it. to say in the review. So, uh, but that's what I played. I played Borderlands two on the Vita. I played all Vita, uh, Borderlands two, Finished up Walking Dead season one and 400 days. Got my platinum. Ding. Oh, um, see, you, you, you got to let me know this stuff's coming. <laughs> I can't let you know anything's coming. Got to keep you on your toes. Bastard. 
Where is it? Where's I my it thing, it. man? I got a frick. I didn't hear it. Oh, it doesn't want to work. Oh, hold on. Doesn't want me to have my platinum. There, there it that is. That was weird. I kept hitting it. It didn't want to do anything. Stupid Mac. Yeah. You know why? Because it's a Mac. No, because I got platinums, yo, and you don't. I have one. One. I don't care about trophies. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Just because I'm, you just don't care because I'm better than you. Well, it's funny I say I don't care, but I actually I keep saying it, and I almost did it today, but I got sidetracked. But because I played a pre-release version of Killzone Shadowfall all the way through, it screwed up my trophy database. <laughs> so I actually need to play through all the way on the story. I need to play through Shadowfall again <laughs> because. And again, it's not about caring about the trophies, but it yes, actually it no, it, it it won't sync my trophies anymore on my primary PS4. Keep telling yourself that. So it errors out every single time. <laughs> oh, that's messed. Yeah, up. so I need to do it because stuff's not posting the way it's supposed to. And uh, yeah. well, I'm up to eleven platinums, yo. <laughs> I got ten more than you. Who cares? Suck it. <laughs> You do. In the back of your mind, you're jealous. No, no, not really, no. You're bitter and jealous. No. You are. Uh, no. Eleven. <laughs> did you have to buy new pants because your e-penis is so much bigger now? No, but I had to try to find a way to scrub the fact that several of them were just for playing through the game, like <laughs> Resistance and a couple of Walking Deads. <laughs> I see. Yeah, but there's those. <laughs> um so yeah, so Walking Dead season one, uh, which was an enjoyable experience on the Vita. Yeah, uh, it's got its little bugs here and there, um, but enjoyable. It was kind of cool because I I played, I did make a conscious effort to make different choices. Uh, it kind of sucks because for the most part, it's basically the same. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're not going to be able to make drastic changes to the to the game. Uh, I still hit at the end where it said, "All right, this person survived. This did. This did." This. And I'm like, "Wait a second. Is there a way that I could have had that other person survive deeper into the game?" So I'm still wondering if I missed something. I need to read up on that. Uh, yeah, you do. Because the way it the way it wrote it at the end, it kind of alluded to the fact that maybe you could have like a character that I didn't think. Both playthroughs, I didn't think there was any way to get them past a certain point, and it almost looks like you could have if you had done things differently somewhere. Hmm. So I, I don't even know if that's possible. I need to look it up. Yeah. Um, but I, I've, I'm seeing how things have changed and how things have carried over and, and stuff like that in the Vita version of Season 2 so far. Hmm. So I'm going to talk about that in the review okay. as well. That's that. On to you. Okay. I've actually played a lot, surprisingly. Oh, boy. All right. I'm going to go. Well, no. A lot of this I'm going to glaze over. <laughs> There's one that you're going to want to talk about. Yeah, we'll see. I'm pretty sure you're going to want to talk about it. So uh, we, we uh, went back. We, we uh, the, the normal crowd that I play with uh, online, uh, you know, like AB Dave and Bitaman. And, oh, my gosh. I want to talk about and this. Stuffinator and Stuffinator and Tyler Dog <laughs> to a lesser extent. And uh, the other guys, they wanted to switch things up a little bit. So besides just playing Battlefield 4 every night, which we did play a lot of it this week again. Uh, but we went back and actually played Battlefield 3 on PS3 the other day. No, I want to talk about this. Which is... <laughs> 
fucking hate you. <laughs> um, it, it was really interesting, and I streamed it. I actually streamed the whole thing, and uh, it was funny because their server browser is completely broken, so you just have to do like a quick connect, and that works. But you don't know what you're connecting to, so we, we found some really interesting servers. But it was great, you know. It's very funny going back to Battlefield Three from BF4 with all the changes that have been made this time around, and obviously uh, the controller is very different. So the stick length is actually different on the analog sticks, and it's just a lot to get used to. Uh, but we had a blast. It was it was a lot of fun, and um, yeah, was, I actually still kind of like some of the Battlefield Three maps more than what we've got in BF4 too. So uh, it was a lot of fun. The problem was, we actually, before that, tried to play The Last of Us. The new DLC came out for multiplayer. We wanted to get on and play, and we have a really big problem now on the PlayStation 3. The friends list is essentially broken. So, with PS4 and Vita you know, having that ability to have more friends now, you have more friends than can even be displayed on the PlayStation 3. So, the people that I was trying to play with that night... None of them came up on my friends list. <laughs> so we couldn't party up in The Last of Us to play it. So here we were all jazzed yeah, up. We're like, yeah, we're going to play the new multiplayer. It's going to be awesome. The new, the new DLC. Yeah, yeah. None of us could hook up. Battlefield actually lets you choose offline friends, that sort of thing. So we actually got it to work in Battlefield 3. But the way the friends list and everything is set up in, uh, in The Last of Us with the Facebook integration and everything, uh, I couldn't see Stoffinator. He couldn't see me. Uh, I couldn't see anybody else that we were trying to play with, so we literally did not get to play The Last of Us uh, multiplayer, which sucks. So we're going to try it again some other time and see if there's a way to hook up. Then uh, I decided to go back and play a couple of the games that came out for PS4 free-to-play. And this first one I have not played in a really, really long time because it was god-awful at launch, and that's Blacklight Retribution. So it's a free-to-play game. Obviously, it's one of those that you can buy these Z-Coins, I think they're called. They're their version of Bitcoins uh, for in-game currency, and you can upgrade things really quickly. So <clears throat> I didn't. I don't do that kind of thing with a free-to-play game. I just kind of work my way up. Got in. Lobby system, everything actually works way better than it used to, which I would hope after six months. But uh, as soon as I get in the game, I just touch the right stick. And the sensitivity is so high in that game, my dude just starts whipping around, like doing 360s. Mm. So I get in the options, turn the sensitivity down to 50, still doing it. Turn it down to 20, it's still really sensitive. So finally got it to where it was even workable. And the screen still tears. It still plays like ass. It's way better than it was, but it's still, it's even for a free game, it's terrible. Um, no. Just plays awful, so I deleted it. It's off my PS4. I'm not going to deal with it anymore. Because <clears throat> it's a big game. Uh, but then I went to another free-to-play, which I haven't played for a while, and there's a humongous update that just came out for Warframe. So I went in and played some Warframe, and they've definitely improved it. Uh, it's it's running even better now. Uh, there's a lot of fixes. A lot of things seemed a lot more stable now. Uh, the only problem was that when I joined, I got put into this party with a bunch of 10-year-olds. So all I heard for five minutes over the over the earphone was, "Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me?" And I just took my headphone off and put it, set it aside. I left it plugged in though, so I didn't have to hear him over the speakers. But uh, no, I, what I played, I liked, and I think Warframe is still a fun game for what it is. Uh, I mean, there is a little bit of repetition when you're on certain planets, like the the planets themselves. 
a lot of things look similar and the, and the levels look similar and then they kind of expand every time you go to a new mission, but, uh, had a lot of fun with it. So, you know, that's one I, I wouldn't mind going back in and playing with some people. Uh, we should set up a clan. Somebody actually used the name PS Nation for a clan already, bastards. I bet you it's those British guys that set up that forums over uh, on the internets. Uh, but, by the way, if there's a lawyer li- that listens to this show, we could really use some help with a couple of things. So could you contact us? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. My, my old my, – my old, or a friend of Mark's was kind of our lawyer in the past, and he stopped doing that and became a, a stay-at-home dad. <clears throat> so if anybody's a lawyer – uh, that could help us maybe with some trademark stuff and junk. We could really use the help. So email us, please. Podcast at psnation.com. Anyway, uh, then I got my copy of Call of Duty Ghost back from my buddy Paul. I kept forgetting that he had it, and he kept forgetting he had it, and I uh, got it back from him because we've been talking about, again, trying to break up that Battlefield 4 monotony and playing some other games. So got on and played Call of Duty Ghosts. I don't understand how that game is popular. Oh, I want to talk about this. No, that uh, there's two <laughs> down from here you want to talk about. Uh, uh, I still hate the maps. I still hate the size of the maps. I still hate that when you get shot, you you move so violently that you can't even get a shot off. I just don't like it. And I like other Call of Duties, multiplayer. I, I do. I played them all the time. But Ghosts, in my opinion, is probably one of the worst I've played in the last five years. I just don't like it. So, and we played a lot of it. I actually play, I was trying to get back into the swing of things. So I put it in, in the morning and played for like two and a half hours and I streamed it and I just did not enjoy it one bit. And then we got on as a group and played it. And again, I was, I just, I was miserable. And it was funny because the other guys on this, on the chat with me, I'm like, all right, are we done with this? Can we go play something else? God, please. Yes. Like this was your idea. (laughs) Dicks. I'm talking to you, Stoffinator. So, yeah, so played some Ghosts. I mean, I'm sure we'll play it again, but, you know, it was funny. Somebody wanted to join us the other night, and they're like, are you guys playing DLC? I'm like, I'm not buying DLC for this. <laughs> There's no effing way. And then, of course, somebody in the chat, oh, but the DLC is really good. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Thank you, Johnny Activision. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Dave and I, AB Dave, our writer Dave, he and I got on and played three games of MLB The Show online on PS4. Streamed all three of them. Uh, one of the replays is actually up on YouTube already. But all three games played really well. Uh, we have that one guy on Twitter that just is just trolling at this point and, and uh, is exaggerating about everything. It's totally broken. I want a refund. Which to that I say, and I think that's it's that El Presidente guy on Twitter. If you're saying that you want a refund on MLB the show for MLB 14 the show, because in your mind online doesn't work. Does that mean that you don't own any other MLB The Show games? Because online hasn't worked for years. So I'm just wondering what you're basing your opinion on, if you even listen to the podcast or if you're just a Twitter follower. But it works. Uh, the, the proof is in the pudding. We've got videos on the YouTube channel showing it working. Uh, what you see in the video, though, is, is a little – it might be a little confusing because from a visual standpoint – purely cosmetic visual standpoint it looks like it's not working sometimes the ball makes weird movements etc etc but that's because of the way that they have things working on either side so the pitching and the batting are completely local so like if dave is pitching he'll make the pitch and and you know he'll do the meter or if he's using the analog or whatever he actually does his action for the pitch that 
sends all that data to my PS4, and then it pitches the ball to me, and I hit it. So it's all local on both sides. So from a functional standpoint and from a visual standpoint in that respect for pitching and hitting, it's great. Visually, though, it might be on one side where it looks really weird, but on the active side, it looks fine. But in terms of gameplay, we had no problems. We played full games. We had a great time. Uh, I won two out of three. Just want to drive that point home, Dave. Um, but it, it was. It was, it was very functional. I, I don't know if voice is working. We were using the party system. Uh, but the last time, like I said, I tried it uh, on a public game. Voice wasn't working. But I don't know if that person didn't have a mic on or something. But um, And the funny thing is, I mean, I was in almost a worst-case scenario. So I was playing over my wireless Ethernet bridge, so I wasn't even plugged into my router. So I'm playing over my wireless Ethernet. I was streaming it from my PS4 over Share, and we were playing online, and we had the party chat system going. And it still worked great. So it's far from perfect, but in terms of functionality, we had no problems. So I'm impressed, to say the least. I can't wait to see how much they improve it. But we played three full games. I have no complaint. Dave said he has no complaint. Uh, it did. It played really well. So kudos to the San Diego team. Uh, this next one, this is what Josh is going to want to talk about probably because I have only ever really played the demo for this. And today I sat down. I was on my PS3. And I finally took the time to play Thomas Was Alone. Uh, who cares? <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, did you finish it? Uh, no, I'm about halfway through. Okay. Because I got a phone call. But uh, What'd you think? It's a neat game. It's really And the funny thing is, I, I, because you talked about it, I turned on the commentary right away. <laughs> so it's just so funny to hear Mike Bethel, Bethel uh, talking about these levels. And I got to the one where he's saying, well, I really don't like this level. <laughs> I almost took it out. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, it, it, from a, just from a functional standpoint, why he did the game the way he did. And I mean, you've got these characters that are literally just geometric shapes and they're, they all have names and they're supposed to have these personalities. And, you know, he's talking about how people have kind of given these characters personalities, even yeah. though they're just, you know, rectangles. Yep. And they're they're selling action figures now. Yeah, well, have, are they actually selling them now? I saw them put uh, like prototypes up. Yeah, uh, well, they, they he got the packaging and everything, nice. and yeah, it looked like he was uh, he was getting ready to get them out the door. That's funny. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, no, it, it's a neat game. It, it to me, it's getting to the point because I'm not a big puzzle platformer guy, mm-hmm. and I'm on this one level where you actually have five characters. Uh, this water level, and I, I tried it a couple times, and then the phone rang. I'm like, yeah, that's all right. I can quit now. Uh, I'll probably go back and play it. I synced it to the cloud, so I have it on my Vita. I can play it on the Vita. And obviously, that game's going to work fine on the Vita. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a neat game. And, and uh, you know, it, it just came out on mobile. It came out on iPad and I think Android. I think Android. Yeah, it, it just hit iPad and was front page on. Yeah, I saw you tweet that. On the store, yeah. <laughs> I don't see myself ever playing that game on a touchscreen, though. Yeah, I honestly, I considered it, and I'm still considering it. It's it's like nine bucks, and I almost want to do it because it's Mike, and it's a cool game, yeah. and he's he's doing all this on his own and everything, and I, you know, to support him. But I'm not sure if it's something that I 
would enjoy with just the touch controls. I think I would have problems with it. I would hate it because there is some precision in the jumping on the game. Yeah. You know, there's some gaps you have to get across that you can just barely make it across. I like what he did uh, in terms of, you know, you can kind of have one of the characters hanging off another one and you don't have to worry about it falling off, yeah. you know? And yeah. uh, so it's, it's a very, it's funny at times, even though he does some really cool stuff with some 2d lighting and everything, at times it looks like an Atari 2600 game. It really does. I mean, there were a couple of instances where I like, this looks like an Activision game for the 2600, <laughs> uh, which is fine. It, it, it works, you know, cause the characters are so low detail and everything, but uh, I, I think it's a cool concept. It's definitely, it, it definitely stands out on its own. Uh, the music is excellent. It's procedural music, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, it, it's a neat game. And, and uh, you know, I think we got it free with Plus, didn't we? I think not too long ago. Uh, or it was a discount on Plus, maybe. We might have. Um, but it's it's also available on the Vita. Right. It's cross-buy and cross-save. So it's got cloud saves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's a neat yeah. little game. Uh, you know, obviously... I think you can probably get through the game in about three hours, I'd assume. It's, yeah, it's not a super long game. But it's cool. I, I really like that he did this direct, or this commentary on it, too. So yeah. you can turn up the commentary volume, and he actually does, it's like watching a movie, where he'll do a commentary on a level. The problem is, a couple of the early levels that are just, you can whip right through, he just keeps talking. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I want to finish the level here. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it's it's, cool, it's a neat game, though, and, and uh, you know, it definitely stands out, but you know, there's there's those people out there that hear indie game and they just turn off right away. But you know, look at the game mechanics and look at the content. Don't don't worry about the fact that there weren't 150 people working on it. Yeah, and I'm excited for volume. Oh, that's looking awesome. Is, that's his next game. Yeah, that he's he's working on. So yeah, I I like it. I I follow him on Twitter and he's actually interesting to, to because he'll he shows you. He's like, oh, here's a, like even today. He's like, here's an interesting bug that popped up. Yeah. He said, it's real subtle. Can anybody pick up on it? Yeah. Yeah. We should find out if he's going to E3. We should talk to him. Uh, I don't know. Well, we probably, well, I could, we could tweet him, but Stuart, I think, knows him pretty well. Stuart does. Maybe I'll have to talk to Stuart in the morning. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next up. Make yourself useful, Stuart. Yeah, Stuart, you bastard. (laughs) He was, he was working this weekend, so he was cranky. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're trying to get things ready for E3. Uh, next up, I have it for review. I'm not ready to review it yet. I was close, but not ready yet. Uh, R-Type Dimensions. It's great if you love shmups. Such a great conversion of R-Type. Um, and it's it's R-Type 1 and R-Type 2, which is great. Uh, you can actually choose them separately, which is kind of cool. Uh, but... They did a great job of converting the soundtrack. Uh, the gameplay feels great in the new graphics and the old, obviously. It's cool because it's one of those games where they it's an HD remake, but you can also revert back to the original graphics from the arcade game. So is this essentially the same one that came out on the 360 years ago? Yeah, I don't it... know if there's any differences, honestly. Huh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I might still buy it again because I enjoy it. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's... Um, I, it's great on the DualShock because finally I have a D-pad that works. That's the one knock I've always had on the 360s. That D-pad's terrible. Yeah. So, but it's I love just being able to bounce back and forth between the HD. Yeah. And the original. You can actually hit just R1 and it flips you yeah. between. It's so. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool how they did that. So, and there's a couple other games out there like that, but I, I just love when it's seamless. And if you go to the new graphics, you, you can actually change the camera angle a little bit too. So it's kind of. Um, 
uh, it's not straight left to right. It actually skews a little bit. So it's it's kind of cool how they did it, but it's it's a great package. And and you know, if you're an old school shmup fan, if you like the R Type series, this is the original arcade game. You know, the first two arcade games, R Type One and Two, and uh, it's great. So so far, I'm really enjoying it. I just want to check some more of the features and everything before I do the full review. So I'll hopefully get that written up this week. And then, last but not least, I've been playing this today. <clears throat> Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2, but I've, I'll be doing the review here in a little bit. Uh, and then I watched a couple things. I don't know why I did this yesterday, but I ended up watching season one and two of Luther again. Uh, season three's not up anywhere right now. You can buy it or you can rent it on Amazon, but it's not up on Netflix or anything. Hmm. But man, that's such a great show. God. Yeah. Well, we caught up. We Today, we caught up on Game of Thrones finally. But not Arrow, huh? Uh, no. Jesus Christ, man. Dude, it's not just me. It's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, but we caught up. We finally got to the end of Walking Dead season, whatever yeah. was this last season. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty awesome and pretty messed up. Yeah. Because they've gone completely off book at this point. Oh, wow. So I, I have no idea really where they're going with it, but. It's it's kind of thrown me. I'm like, okay, this none of this was in the book, so I I I don't know. I'm at a loss, <laughs> which is kind of cool because I've always been, you know, as as things pop up, I'm like, oh oh oh, and now now I'm just as lost as as Lou is. She's like, ah, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. Nice. I have no idea. And even in Game of Thrones, they've made some subtle changes where. I'm like, all right, uh, that was never in the book, so this is a this is a surprise to me. <laughs> or if it was, it's in the next book, and they just threw it in here because I didn't read that. I, I don't know what that is, <laughs> which is cool. It's it makes it much more interesting for somebody who has read the you know the source material that they're they're changing it up enough. It's still the same basic story, but they're changing it up enough that it'll it'll keep you interested. You know? Yeah. So hmm. I like that. Hmm. Well, I uh, watched one other thing this weekend, and I talked about it on Facebook a little bit. But I was supposed to go down to Milwaukee. You know, I was supposed to be in LA, and then I was going to fly back, and I was going to stay in Milwaukee so I could go see Godzilla with Mark and Jesse and uh, with Nico. Well, then my flights got canceled, so I just came home because what am I going to do? Sit in Milwaukee all week? So uh, yesterday, I walked down to the theater because I only live three blocks from the theater here in town. Nice big digital theater. And I went and saw Godzilla. And it's funny because it seems like one of those movies that people either love or absolutely hate because I think they were yeah. expecting a rubber rubber monster movie. Uh, including, like, all the PlayStation Blogcast guys were tweeting last night, like, it was horrible! There was no character development! I'm like, character development? <laughs> I, it's Godzilla. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. And and you know, I said, I think you guys are kind of not getting where they, what they were trying to do with this movie. And uh, Justin actually wrote back, and he's like, what do you mean? It's a monster movie. I'm like, yes and no. It's So it's based on it, – it's kind of more based off of the original Gojira from 1954, which was actually like an allegory to the fact that humans aren't taking care of nature and, and nature's fighting back. And, you know, it was, it was, it was made by a guy that, that actually um, survived, I think, Hiroshima. And it was all about, look what 
you know, atomic bombs do to us and, and what it can do to the earth and everything else. And there was all this, this backstory and, and, you know, everything behind this movie originally. And, but obviously back in 54, they just didn't have a lot of ways to do a lot of things. So it was a guy in rubber, rubber suit walking around in models. It still looked really good back then, but you know, it, it was what it was, but it, you know, it wasn't about the people. It was about Godzilla and these other monsters like well it was really Gojira was about Godzilla just tearing shit up uh and and basically taking down what the humans had put up and that's what they were going for in this one and I'm not going to spoil anything I'm not going to get into any plot points uh but from that perspective and I'm not even talking about so in 1956 then a guy in the US bought the rights to Gojira actually cut 40 minutes out of it and reshot for or uh, shot new footage 40 minutes of it uh, with Raymond Burr and everything in it and that's Godzilla King of the Monsters that's what that's what we saw in the US which is a very different movie and that's what kind of started that kind of craze of the big monsters you know battling in all these big cities and et cetera et cetera <clears throat> but if you go into this realizing what the director's trying to do which this is a pretty new director in terms of big movies. This is his biggest movie by, by far. Uh, his other movie was an indie title called Monsters, which, again, kind of messed with your head quite a bit. It was a lot of, I call it the Jaws effect, where it was all the tension building up. You never really saw the shark in Jaws until the end. It was just all this tension that was building, and that's what Monsters was all about. I loved Monsters. Yeah, it's a great movie. That's one of my favorite <clears throat> And movies. this is the same director. They're doing a sequel. I saw that. They already have done a sequel. Did you see the trailer for it? Not yet. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. So that's what's going on here because a lot of people on Twitter are like, oh, you barely ever see the monster, which is bullshit. But you see little bits and pieces of them and it builds that tension. And I was sitting in the theater like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And there's actually in one part early on, there's this fight that happens and they actually do it from somebody's perspective and a door closes while while the fight starts. (laughs) <laughs> because they're building that tension. <clears throat> there are some crazy story elements in this one. This The, the cast is perfect. Uh, Ken Watanabe, um, what's his name from Breaking Bad? Uh, I can't Brian think of his Cranston. name right now. Uh, but, Cranston. Yeah, Brian Cranston. Uh, Julia Binoche uh, is in this. The guy that played Kick-Ass is in it. Uh, who's excellent, and Elizabeth Olsen's in it. Now, this is kind of funny. So, he and her are married in the movie. They're the brother and sister in the new Avengers in movie. Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> so, I thought that was kind of funny. I, I found that out afterwards. I'm like, whoa. <clears throat> but, it's 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 all this tension and everything else, but it never gets cheesy. It's serious from beginning to end. There's no overacting. There's no exaggeration. It's it's so well done. It, it, it's, it's astonishing to see something that has such a history of being so cheesy for so long. After the initial, you know, after the one that kicked it off. To see that Hollywood can actually make something like this happen. Like, restores a little bit of my faith in Hollywood. It really does. Uh, the... The the last third of the movie is just a, a crazy roller coaster ride, but again, it's never over the top. It's so it's really hard to explain how well done this is because a lot of people I think kind of 
think Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim is an homage to all of those other movies with the guys in the rubber suits. And I loved it. I a rip off of Evangelion. <laughs> sure. But, <laughs> but, okay. but I love Pacific Rim. I, I adore yeah. that movie. Yeah. This is so different though. This stays on the series. This is a serious drama, but instead of World War II happening or like, you know, some disaster happening, you've got this big monster tearing the crap out of big cities. And the way that they handle it is so freaking awesome. And there, are, there were actually two parts in the movie toward the end where I actually audibly cheered. I was like, yeah! Oh. <laughs> because there's still some great moments in there for fans of the old Godzilla movies. And the way they did them were perfect. So it's funny when I see these guys on Twitter, like Dan Shu was even complaining about it. And he's like, I'm going to go watch, uh, what was the, the Cloverleaf or Cloverfield. I'm going to go watch Cloverfield. I'm like, what? This is so much better than Cloverfield. Uh, I really didn't like Cloverfield that much, but I liked it a lot actually, but you have to know, well, I didn't, I didn't, uh, the camera stuff just really got on my nerves after a while. I had no problem with that at all. It wasn't I that it got me sick. I just did. didn't like it. But I, yeah, I, I liked it because it, it kept you for me. It kept me in that, that moment, that, that feeling of, yeah, this is found footage. This is somebody running for their lives and somebody, you know, and, and it's that frustration of turn the freaking camera. I need to see that. Yeah, yeah. And it's not happening. And you're like, but I expected that, you know, and I, I loved it. I love the way it was done. I I just thought it was really really cool. And when you finally see, yeah, like at the end when they're when they're in that helicopter and they're and this is not much of a spoiler. I'm trying not to. Spoil yeah, well, the movie's been out a long time. You can. I know. I know. Spoiler in that helicopter and they're they're trying to see it and they're trying and suddenly you see it and it's like oh, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cool. Uh, I can't stress enough how great the cast is, though. It, it, oh, man, it's so good. And even the when they finally reveal Godzilla in in, in his entirety, um, the design is awesome. And they actually have like these scars on his back, and those scars are from the original monster from 1954. And and the whole backstory of that was that that happened when the atomic blast went off that created him, or when they were trying yeah. to destroy him. And the cool thing is, in this one, they actually call back to the stuff that happened in the original Gojira as part of the story. So That's cool. Uh, it's As a fan of that original movie, the way I am, I own it on Blu-ray of the Criterion, and I love it. And it has King of the Monsters on the disc, too. Um, and you can see the differences on those. Uh, I, I highly recommend, if you have Hulu especially, I don't know if it's on the other... Uh, services, but look up the original Godzilla or Gojira, G O J I R A, uh, and watch that and know where it's coming from. If you're kind of on the fence about this one, uh, if you're looking for that, just you know, this obliterating cities right and left, et cetera, et cetera, watch Pacific Rim. Uh, this is just fantastic. It it, it is. <sighs> I can't wait to get it on Blu-ray, but you need to see it on a big screen. Uh, I chose not to see it in 3D. I'm hearing other people that saw it in 3D and weren't impressed with the 3D. And actually, after watching it, I could kind of see that 3D really wouldn't do very much for that movie. So I wouldn't waste your time on 3D. If you have the chance to see it in IMAX, though, I bet you it's awesome. Uh, visually, it's stunning. It's it's so freaking well done. Um, the only problem I had with it 
and obviously because you have to have a story, it's you know to keep things together. The only thing I had a problem with was the convenience of where certain people were at certain times, et cetera, et cetera. But that's the only problem I have with it. And I mean, come on, this isn't war and peace. This isn't uh, gone with the wind. You know, it's it's still a monster movie at the end of the day. But oh man, I just I loved it. I I want to go see it again. Actually, uh, it was fantastic. So don't listen to those broadcast guys. They don't know what they're talking about. Which is funny. You would think people in the video game world, especially at Sony where they're all about story in a lot of the games. And it just seems like they just wanted a bunch of stuff to blow up and lasers and all kinds of shit. I, I just don't get it. But teach their own. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, loved it, loved it, loved it. So that's it for me. I think it's time for you to talk about uh, The Walking Dead. Hmm. Do I have to? Well, you wrote it down. <laughs> um, okay. So, how do I do this without spoiling season one? Uh, <laughs> this picks up from the end of season one. Uh, essentially, Clementine is alone. Well, she's not alone. She's with a couple people from season one. Um, it's a different... It's the same game, but it's a different feel to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... Now, instead of playing as Lee, as this guy trying to protect Clementine, you're playing as Clementine the entire game. Mm. So you're a little girl. She's about 11 years old, I think, at this point. Okay. 11, 12 years old. She's been living through this for at least two years at this point. So I would expect her to be a little more hardened than she is. Okay. She's still a little girl in many respects and still very not as tough as I would expect her to be. But are you having those expectations because of the last of us? No. Okay. No, 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 actually I might be having those expectations based off of the walking dead TV show and the comic books. Okay. Um, because kids that have grown up in this, there are some that, you know, are kind of, <laughs> but I'll, most of them have adapted to the realities of what they're dealing with. And, you know, while the, they may not be able to handle it all emotionally all the time, they're well aware of what's going on and what needs to be done. And they will do what needs to be done because it's life or death right. for them. So... I do get a little bit surprised by the way they've written the story at times. And I do get a little bit frustrated with it at times. Okay. Um, because I think she should be, especially based on what she went through in the first game, that she should be a little harder and she should be a little tougher than she is. Uh, and not as dopey as she is at some times. <laughs> um, that's just how it feels. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the first two episodes. Obviously I'm not going to talk about story or anything like that. There's some cool twists and everything that happened. There's some cool stuff that happens in both of them. Uh, the second episode I feel is much better than the first one in terms of story. Um, it, it plays out exactly like all these telltale games do. 
you've got and on the Vita, uh, I did the review of the of season one on the Vita, um, based on as much as I had played to that point, and the game is the same all the way through. Essentially, it's it comes down to the controls, right? And what I found, especially jumping directly from season one to season two, uh, the surprising thing was that. Season one, it was much more forgiving in terms of how much time you had for, you know, when, when action moments happen and like a, a gesture will appear on the screen, like go left or down or hit this button Mm. or whatever, uh, you had a lot more leeway in season one than you seem to in season two. Okay. Uh, Like I didn't die at all in season one. (laughs) (laughs) I died left and right, right off the bat in season two. And I wasn't even dying that much. Well, no, I was actually on the, on the PS3 version for, for episode one. I, I do remember that there was one part of it where I was just so frustrated. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like the timing, you had to be right on top of the timing. And it was just a matter of, all right, now I've gone through it like eight times and this way, this way, this way, this way, you know? And even then I was having problems with it. Right. Um, and I ran into some of that on the Vita, which kind of surprised me. I was like, why, why make it that much tougher? You know? Um, so it's, it's got that, uh, which is a bit of a detraction. Uh, the cool thing is you can use the touchscreen. You can use the buttons. You can go back and forth. Like there's no, all right, I must use this control scheme. I must use this control scheme. Everything's available to you at all times. Oh, okay. That's cool. So, and there were times where I was like, oh, it's easier to swipe on the screen or hit the screen. And then other times where I was like, it's just easier to tap on this button. Right, right. Uh, And it was just, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just going back and forth between the two, uh, just naturally. So that's, that's a nice option to have. It's actually really cool. Um, the, the game itself, it is still buggy. Which how is the hell does that keep happening? I, I well, that's, they keep, people keep buying the games though. So I where's know, the motivation and, to fix it? And that's part of the frustrating thing here is that, and, and I gave them leeway, especially, you know, I gave them leeway on season one. Uh, I gave them leeway on the Vita on season one. I was like, cause look now they're adapting it to the Vita and you know, I get it. It's a new, new system and they're trying to get their footing on it, but you know what? They've got at least one game under their belt yeah. at this point of five episodes of one game under their belt. They shouldn't still be having these problems on season two. They shouldn't. I agree. Uh, so I'm knocking it for that because really it, it's a problem. It's it's frustrating because it's such a moody and atmospheric game with the music and the and the feel of it and the the story and everything. And when the music kicks in and it's all this moody, weird music and everything, and something will happen, and the music cuts hmm. and skips, 
and then comes back and, and where something exciting, something big and exciting is about to happen. And the game decides, all right, this, this needs to be a save point because when you die, which you will die, we're going to come right back to this point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, you get like, all right, big action is about to happen. And then everything freezes and you see the little spinning icon saying, you know, showing that it's saving and the music cuts out and all this stuff happens. And then like three, four, five seconds later, it starts up again and you're playing and just as you're getting into exciting, exciting. Oh my gosh. Exci- oh, wait. <laughs> okay. Back into it. Go, go, go. You know, it's, it takes you out of the game very, very quickly, huh? which kind of sucks. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that doesn't sound pleasing. It's not, it's not. So it's frustrating. You take those pieces away. It's still a great game underneath. Yeah. And it's still a really cool story. Um, I like that they're finally tying in when I get to episode two, that they're starting to tie in some of those people and some of the stories from 400 days uh, and, and just other things. You're, you're starting to see all these different things start to come together. So it makes it feel like a much bigger world, much more expansive world where you can see all these pieces start to tie together from everything else that you played. Yeah. Which is really cool. I, I do appreciate that. And I do like what they've done. Um, the music is really good. You know, the, the writing is really good. But there there are those little bugs and, and issues with it. I haven't had a game crash entirely on me. But it, it does, you know, it does have those little stutters and, and freezes and things like that. With the music, with the dialogue, with all kinds of things. And it just takes you out of the experience right when you're getting into it. Right when it's getting exciting. Which is the worst possible time for that to happen. <laughs> so... Um, for each of them, um, giving them both the same grade. I, I've always had problems with these. Like, I don't want to wait until the end because everybody's playing them as you go through, you know, but grading them or scoring them episode to episode to episode is tough in a way because the only thing that's really changing at that point is the story. And, you know, the, the, gameplay itself is exactly the same the the music is the same the audio is the same it, you know you're not really the graphics are the same you're not really getting a difference from episode to episode sure. so i think yeah it's tough uh-huh. <laughs> um i actually i think i'm i'm going to be a little harder on this one i'm bringing it down to at least an 8 wow. um because while they are really cool and they are a really good experience and it is fun, um, there are there are enough of those problems that shouldn't be there at this point. They really shouldn't. Right. Uh, they've they've done enough games with this engine, and now they've done adapted engine, you know, for the Vita, and done the game already with five episodes. They shouldn't still be having these problems. These should I be agree. fixed by now. They really should. And they really need to optimize like where it's saving and how it saves and, and stuff so that it doesn't take you out of the, the experience. Um, so it's still an excellent, excellent game, but it does have those little nagging issues in it. Sure. So, and that's that's really all I can say. I can't right. get into I can't get into the story. It's just yeah. it's well, not yeah, for anybody. Obviously. 
<clears throat> so, but you know, know that you're you're Clementine now, and it's going to be oh, a different Clementine. experience. Is there a barbershop quartet in it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. Um, but I will say, <laughs> like right off the bat, because I played episode one uh, on the PS3. And then I played this whole thing on the Vita. I can see where, while you can make different choices, Mm -hmm. it's not having as, at least so far, it's not having a very big impact Mm, on the story. Because whether I did this or didn't do this, the result was going to be the same anyway. It's just a matter of how the other characters treat me. And even then, they're not treating me drastically different. Oh, okay. So far. So I have to see how that all plays out over the course of the story because I'm trying to play the play the choices differently between the two so I can see you know, oh, yeah. some of the differences. Um, it's nice that you have that opportunity, actually. Yeah, instead of having to play through it. I mean, well, I am playing through it twice, but yeah. instead of having to play it and then go back and play it again on the same system with a different save and all. But yeah, but yeah, what I'm seeing so far is that it's the choices are not that – they're not making as big a difference as I would expect them to. Um, so maybe that will change as hmm. I get deeper into it, but we'll see. Yeah, they might just be – Staying away from the impactful decisions for now. Well, you never know. Maybe I mean some of the some of the situations I was ex- expecting more. I was expecting a more of a more of an impact in the, in the decisions I made, but there wasn't really. Oh, okay. So, huh. yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, I've been playing this game a lot. <laughs> uh, Castlevania: Lords of Shadow Two. So. I didn't like the first one very much. I thought that the controls were clunky. I thought it was a very confusing map layout. I would get lost all the time. Just was not a fan, and I actually didn't get very far in the first one. Second one I played at E3 last year. I actually got an hour with it, and I liked what I played. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought uh, the the level design was good, and it was actually the beginning of the game that I was playing, so it's very epic. You, know, uh, you're, you start in the castle, and you, you fight this humongous beast that you have to jump up on and you know it's kind of like uh shadow of the colossus where the boss is you know multiple stories high uh so we got it for review and i I finally got around to playing it and um it's an interesting game because it really reminds me of god of war uh you, you know i've mentioned that before when i talked about the punchy things then i got corrected on twitter by a bunch of people uh but it is. I mean, it's very similar in terms of mechanics to God of War, and which isn't a bad thing necessarily. Uh, although, like I said, I don't like the fact that Dodge is actually bound to L2 instead of the right stick, because the right stick's not used at all. Uh, so it'd be really nice if it was there. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's a good-looking game. Uh, it's it's very, very big. Uh, the, I, it's, it's a long game. Uh, just flat out, it is a long game. But... It's it still feels a little stiff, a little clunky at times. The camera controls a little clunky. So unlike God of War, it's it's you know it's third person game and the camera stays behind you. You can move it around with the right. Oh, that's right. The right stick does the camera. 
Uh, and that can get in your way at times. Not often, but it can get in your way at times, and I've had a problem with it every now and then. But <clears throat> I would love to talk about the story, but I think it's the most confusing thing in the world. It's, it's almost like a Metal Gear. Not that bad. Uh, the cool thing is you've got a couple of great voices. So Patrick Stewart and uh, Robert Carlyle are the main characters in the, in the game. Mm, nice. And they're excellent. They're, they're phenomenal in their, in their performances. Uh, but I don't know if it's enough to like save it completely. Uh, it's a very fun game. I'm liking it, uh, especially if you're into the hack and slash stuff like a God of War. It's really neat. But I'll give you an example of some poor design. So number one, it, it feels, and I think I mentioned this before, but it feels like <clears> – <throat> There are all these little rooms and multiple paths to go to if you want to josh the game, if you want to look for all the hidden stuff. The problem is it's really tough to decide, to decipher where the main path is and where the little side rooms are. And they don't give you an option a lot of times to go back if you've actually gone down that main corridor. Because mm-hmm. it usually kicks off a story element and you can't go back. So that's number one. Number two is this train sequence toward the middle of the game. Uh, where you're working your way up a train. It, it looks great. Uh, not as good as Uncharted 2 or anything, but it looks great. <clears throat> and then you get to this one point where you have to go over to the ladder on the left side of the train and duck down because there's these lights coming at you and you have to get out of the way of the lights. And then you have to jump up off the ladder when the thing on the side comes at you. Well, there's no indicator to tell you that you can actually move from that spot uh, when you go down on the ladder, instead of moving forward like you would think you would move, you actually have to move backward. I literally jumped up and down off this ladder for 15 minutes. <laughs> and, I'm, and the thing is, oh, that sucks. I, I, I was like trying to move when I get on the ladder. I would try to move and figure out, like, do I have to go forward or something? And I probably would have not given up on that, except at one point, all of a sudden... I like went through this other area on the train, like a train station. And I'm like, Oh, so I am progressing. It's just taking a really, really long time. So I just kept doing it. And then I'm like, this, this cannot be right. But I would, I would go up on the roof and I would try to, cause there was a flat, but there was a flat car in front of the car I was on. Mm-hmm. So I would try to jump down to it and it would just, it was like, I was hitting an invisible wall. Mm-hmm. Like what is going on? So finally by accident, I was all the way down on the ladder because when you're jumping up and down, you're staying on that top rung on the ladder so you can just jump right up when the, when the thing on the side's coming at you. So I accidentally hit down too much, and all of a sudden I, I hit down again, and he jumped back on the car, like on the back side of the car. I'm like, what? You've got to be kidding me. <clears throat> so, but there's no indication that you can do that because you can't move the camera. That's and I'm, I'm not kidding. It was at least 15 minutes. I was jumping up and down on this damn ladder. And I, in the back of my head, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that this is supposed to take this long. So, yeah, that, that frustrated the hell out of me. The other thing I don't like about some of the design is there are certain points, <clears throat> especially later on when you're in these huge castles, where you're trying to traverse your way through and trying to find your way, and there's all these multiple paths, where all of a sudden you'll go through this this pathway, and you're back at your beginning spot when you got into the castle. And now you have to go through all the bullshit you just went through already, because there's no easy way back up. So I had that happen a couple of times. Just, it pissed me off so much. <clears throat> uh, graphically, I think it looks great. It doesn't look as good as a God of War, obviously, but... Uh, the way God of War gets away with that is their fixed cameras. So, you know, it, it, it does look really good, though. I think it's one of the better-looking games on the PS3. Uh, 
the music obviously is just awesome. Uh, the voice work is a- exceptional all the way through. Uh, you know, the cutscenes are really well done, very well blocked, and everything. The controls are good. I do have a. Pr- I, I it's the controls are too complex at times, where you have to like hold L two and then do this, or hold L one or R R two and let off to shoot off some shard and. You have three different, three or four different powers to go through on the D-pad, and you've got this button over here to do this. And uh, I mean, there, there's boss characters where you don't know what the hell you're supposed to do to defeat them. And I think I mentioned before where there was this one boss that took me like 40 minutes to beat because I didn't know what I had to do. Uh, I met a boss now later in the game that I I had to go to GameFAQ and and look it up to see how I'd get through the boss. So that's that kind of stuff annoys me. I think it's poor design. I think it's uh, made under a lot of assumptions. Uh, obviously, there's no multiplayer in this. There's no online or anything like that. But, you know, it, the good part about it is it's a very long game, and there's a lot of content. Uh, production value-wise, it's excellent. It's it's one of the better games I've played in a long time. Are you sure it's a long game, or is it just that you're, like, jumping up and down on a lot of 15 <laughs> no minutes? No shit. <laughs> uh, there was one point where I looked at, a game fact, and I was only halfway through the game. Like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a long game. Uh, it, it, but there's some cool elements. I mean, they did, they do some things to kind of break, break the monotony. There's a couple of little sneaking areas here and there. There's a lot of action, obviously. Uh, but, you know, if you're a fan of the hack and slash stuff, like a God of War or even uh, the first Lords of Shadow, this is way better than the first game. Uh, but there are some design decisions in terms of the level design and, and that sort of thing uh, that I think they make too many assumptions with. So uh, it's going to get a 7.5 from me. Hmm. But it is it, it is a good game. It's just there's some things about it that annoy me greatly. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Emails? Sure. You want to do the first one? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, I had to say, I don't know if he was being a smartass or not, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. Always assume this that one. they're being a smartass. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, I read this one. He's being a smartass. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Josh and Glenn. Look, one and All right, delete it. <laughs> uh, first of all, that's, a, that's all I read about it. I didn't even read what the content of the email was. For those that don't know, I, my name has two ends on it. Yes. Well, apparently a lot of people don't know that, yeah. but that's what you get. Uh, first of all, love the show. Been listening since episode 200. Give or uh, take a few. I'm sorry. First time emailer. We're closing in on 400, dude. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. I just, I started looking at it. I'm like, wait, 372. We're not that far off. Are we, we're not going to hit that this year, though. Are we? Oh, we are. Yeah, we will. Won't we? Wait. We'll figure that it's out later. Wow. Let's see. 70, we're at 72, so be 28, 28 more, 28 weeks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're not even in July yet. We're going to hit it this year. Wouldn't that be funny if it was Extra Life Week? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we should look that up. <laughs> we'll have to look that up well, afterwards, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, tell them Steve Dave just had 200. Um, <laughs> Rookies. Oh, my gosh. It was a good one. Yeah, I've got to download it. I just haven't listened to it yet. It was it was like three hours almost. Ooh! Oh, it's trying for to take them, our thing. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. For them, it's staggering. But it, it was uh, essentially Pod Wars two or Pod Wars three at this point. Next time you go down there, give them shit about that. Well, you taking our thing now? You got to do a three hour show. Oh, well, 
Oh, I'm going to talk to him. Nice. <laughs> uh, all right. So back to this. Uh, first time emailer. Love the fact that it's longer than the average podcast, smarter than the average bear. Smarter was, than the average bear. Uh, helps fill in the commuting nicely. Huh. Also, I would like to compliment you. Oh, see, this is why. Oh, that's why you picked it up. <laughs> Self-gratification. I didn't. I wish I had seen that because uh, I, oh, I, I would have put this right at the top. This wasn't the top. <laughs> Uh, also, I would like to compliment Josh on a well-written article. Let's all just soak that in for a minute Jesus. on the site <laughs> regarding the choice to omit the camera from the X bone and how it affects the PS4. That blew up on N4G, by the way. Yeah, Somebody but... else submitted it to M4G because you didn't. Well, I asked somebody else to oh, okay. because I was working. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, refreshing to see a non neogaf approach to comparing the consoles. <laughs> Rage, meme, sarcasm. <laughs> Wipes nose. Well, enough of that. I was wondering what your ideas are on an eventual uh, Crash Bandicoot reboot. Yeah, did you see that picture? What new picture? PlayStation now? Ireland posted a picture of a street sign, and it's three street signs on a on a post. The bottom one is obviously Crash Bandicoot. It's like a a shadow outline, or you know, it's a filled in outline. That street sign was in the PlayStation commercial. I know, but they made a close okay. up of it. Okay. Second sign above it is a blue sign with a white arrow pointing up, and the third is a a diamond, uh, a yellow diamond with a white background. And I mean, it's hmm. right close up on it. They just posted it like three days ago. Hmm. So, a lot of speculation for uh, for E three now. Yes. I honestly don't know what these signs mean. It looks like PlayStation Four. Oh, I wonder if that it's Crash Bandicoot pointing up to a diamond. But that looks like the old PlayStation logo, kind of. The original PlayStation yeah. logo. Well, when you said a diamond with a yellow diamond with a white background, that's the first thing I thought of was the yellow diamond of the... Yeah. Which they still use in in certain scenes. Yeah, yeah. In, so, in yeah. But that's all. They, they didn't say anything, nothing. They just put the picture up. Hmm. Dude, that would be freaking awesome. Yeah. If Crash Bandicoot came back. Well, if it's done right. But... Well, there's yeah. a lot of ways they could do it wrong. <laughs> As I said that, I'm thinking of all the terrible ones that came out on the PS2. Like when Rayman went to 3D. Ugh. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, I back wonder. to the email. Well, well, Cerny is. Uh, he had a hand in the original one. Uh, I think Dog. he more worked on Crash Two. He did work on one, but I think was he was. It? He had his ha hands one. really heavy into two. Yeah, but he was there oh, with yeah. Naughty yeah. Dog. So. Yeah, maybe they finally got Activision to pony it up and sell it or something because they're not doing anything well, with it. But there was that all that talk about how it disappeared and Activision. No, no, we just didn't. Really yeah, we just uh, um, um, which was probably something screwed up, and they were like, "Shit, we can't talk about it." PR speak, PR speak. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and that was the end of it, and it it took everybody off the case. But that really was the start. Well, let's not get the people too hyped because we don't know for sure. It's happening! It's gonna happen! <laughs> All right. I, if they do it, though, if they do it at E3, they have to bring the guy out in the suit. Oh, fuck They yeah. have to, with a megaphone <laughs> and everything. 
Oh my gosh! If they don't, and all the youngsters won't understand what that what the hell that's going on. Why is that guy in a suit? What's going on? How cool would that be? How cool would that be if they had him? If see, I don't know how the setup's going to be now that West Hall is back and everything. But it, would it be awesome if Sony and Microsoft booths were side by side again? Yeah. Oh. Like last year because of the, all the construction and they had the upper level like la- like they used to have and the guys up there with the megaphone all day just giving the Microsoft people all shit. That would be awesome. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't How because cool of construction last year. They just made what the they just made the decision to put all three of the major publishers in one building. It wasn't because of any construction. Oh, yeah, everything was open last year. Okay, they just moved everybody Dude. around. Yeah, that would be oh, awesome. awesome. <laughs> Have him up on, you know, up on the mezzanine part of the of the booth and just, "Hey, Microsoft." <laughs> oh. And then yelling over at Nintendo and everything. That would oh be my gosh. Epic. Oh, that would be so much fun. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would Oh man. Yes. Oh, that has to happen. Yeah. Why are we not on the marketing team? Oh, that's right. Seriously. We have common sense. <laughs> All right. Uh, could this be the replacement of a mascot? of the PS4. Uh, currently it's knack if there is any to speak of at all. Mm. And would this still work in a slightly modified form uh, in today's day and age, or will the gameplay show its years? Well, it depends on what they do with the gameplay. I mean, do they go with the old PlayStation formula where it's just that tunnel that you're walking or, you know, that, that linear path that you're walking down or, you know, do they do something new with it? And do they make a game kind of like knack with, Crash Bandicoot. I mean, there's so many things that they could do to make this good or bad. That's that's what scares me. Yeah, there are ways they could do it. I mean, because well, look at what Ubisoft did with Rayman. Yeah, when they when they did it right, it's huge and everybody loves it again. And in 3D, know? it's terrible. Yeah, so they just have to they just have to get it right. They can't go completely off the rails like some of the PS2 games did. <laughs> uh, just to do it, you know, you can make it you can make it look better play similar to what the old one did, but, you know, with a few updates where there were issues, where there were obvious issues uh, in the gameplay. And I think people would love it. Yeah. All right, so... They, I, uh, I I would be tickled pink if Crash was back. Oh, so would I. And I wasn't even the hugest so fan of Crash Bandicoot, but I... I loved Crash. There's, oh, they need... Gosh. I mean, that's the one thing. I mean, they've got Kratos, and they've got some other mascotty things like Ratchet and Clank and everything else, but... Uh, you know, he said, like for PS4 right now, they've got Knack. And that's really the yeah. only character character on there right now that you can think of. Uh, so to have Crash back and to have that that history back of the old early PlayStation, you know, it, it would be really special in my mind. Crash is, oh, it has to be. All right, I just figured it out. What? This is all part of PlayStation now. Oh, this is all part of a rebranding marketing thing. Crash is back. He's back to, you know, he's that link back to the past with PlayStation now. And here's a new crash game. Build everything right around that. Holy crap. Megaton. I'm the one. I said it. I did it. Everybody remember. I brought up the picture. You don't even. Yeah, but I figured it out. I figured it out. Oh, dude, that's what they have to do. Hmm. If they don't do that, they lose. If they don't do that, that, they lose the console war. That's it. If they don't do that, the terrorists win. Well, you know, (laughs) it's funny. I mean, they do need to have some big guns because you know Microsoft is going to show Halo gameplay. Oh, yeah, they are. You know they're going to show the new Gears of War. (laughs) Yeah, they are. (laughs) You know that they're going to show some kind of exclusive that they bought. Okay, a bunch of exclusives that they bought. Huh? 
they're going to show Grand Theft Auto Five on stage. God. <laughs> I know they will. I know they will. <laughs> um, you know they're going to show a bunch of exclusive stuff from EA, where they get the exclusive DLC first, or they just outright get it because they have that relationship with EA all of a sudden on this generation. Uh, you know that they're going to roll out freaking Call of Duty Advanced Warfare because they have that Call of Duty license or deal. Um, yeah, it is funny. Well, here's a tangent. Uh, Phil Spencer said, or no, it wasn't Phil Spencer. Somebody else that's at Microsoft was asked about Rare and what they're doing. And he, oh, they're looking at their options. I'm like, no, they're not. They're looking to see what you tell them to do. That's what, <laughs> that's the problem with Rare. Anyway, back to the email. <laughs> All right, back to the, uh, where were we? Uh, I'd personally love to see another Crash Bandicoot game made in the same style as Little Big Planet. Well, no need for ultra realism there; just good, clean fun. Well, but here's the problem: we're going to see Little Big Planet for PS4, so we can't have two games the same style. Oh, okay. Mod Nation Racers, Little Big Planet karting. That was those were like a year apart, that, that, dude. That that <laughs> those were a year apart. Uh huh. Nah, I don't think that. I don't think it'd be like a little big planet, honestly. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, and the cart games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Cart games, see? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that follow. It would usually it. It'll be a long time before we see a cart racer usually, on PlayStation again. <laughs> would actually be welcome at this point, as well as those have always been fun. Keep up the good work. Hope I make it to the podcast. Barely. Uh, best regards <laughs> from a Serbian and Holland. Wow, Dennis, look one N. <laughs> Serbian and Holland. He's running from and something. One N. And one N. Uh, and his PSN is D E N K O Y U G O. Denko Yugo. Denko Yugo. Mm, all right. No Yugo Denko. Ivan Denko so, from. Uh, was that Arnold Schwarzenegger Jim Belushi movie? I'm thinking Ivan Drago. That too. But it was <laughs> Schwarzenegger was Denko. <clears throat> anyway, on to the next one. This is from George. Hi, George. Hey, George. I will love him and pet him. <laughs> and call him, him George. George. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Just a quick question. I have the PlayStation 3D monitor, which I love for all my bedroom gaming movie needs. Ooh. We didn't need to hear about your bedroom needs. Uh, but the speakers are seriously lacking. Yes, they are. I have a headset. But there are times where I just want some louder, better speakers. Any suggestions on what to look for in the $100-ish range from Amazon? Of course, you should have told me this was coming. I, uh, right now, I'm typically, I typically have to turn the volume up so loud that the speakers distort really bad. Big room combined with multiple fans and computers really drown out the sounds. Wait, I thought this is the bedroom. You have computers in your bedroom, too? This is getting creepy. In a silent room, they work great. Uh, love the podcast. Four hours are bust. Well, we're trying this week, aren't we? No, we're only at three. Uh, I don't know if this has an audio output at all. <clears throat> so what you probably would have to do... What's that? Uh, I, I can't get I, to mine. I don't, like, it's, I'm staring at mine, but I don't feel like turning it around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing you can do plugged in. is what I did at um, MGC this year. So I have one of those little Bluetooth. It's a, um, oh, what is it? It's a little Bluetooth speaker, you know, that, that you can get for your mobile phone and everything that they have out now, like the Beats Pill. Uh, but this is uh, from Jawbone. 
<clears throat> so it actually has a three and a half millimeter jack that you can just plug right into, like a headphone jack. So what I did for my PS4 is I have uh, an adapter that adapts uh, optical to RCA stereo. And then I took the RCA, I got a cable that has an RCA stereo, so the red and white cable, from the adapter that goes to a three and a half millimeter plug. So all my audio output to that speaker, and it gets really freaking loud, and it's got great bass and everything. Uh, there might even, I mean, you can go out and get like an old school boom box that has an input in. Uh, all you need is a line in and do it that way, and it works fine. And it'll work out of the PS3 that way as well. You just have to, you know, pop the optical cable over to the PS3. So that works. Um, let me look this thing up. Sony, what is this? PlayStation 3D display. I just want to see if I don't think it has an output. I think it has an input, but I don't think it has an audio output. But that's the easiest way to do it. I mean, it's it's a it's a weird kind of kludge of cables, but it's not that bad, and it works beautifully. Uh, that Jawbone that I have uh, works very very well, but there's some cheaper ones out there as well. Uh, and the cool thing is with the Jawbone, I can actually control the volume with my phone. So they have an app for Android, and for I think they have one for iOS too, but they have one for Android for sure. And you can actually control like sound profiles and volume and everything right from your phone because they're paired over, over Bluetooth already. All right, let's see here. Features. I just want to see. Okay, so what is this? Audio. Yeah, it's just, oh, it does have audio out. Okay, so there you go. Uh, it's got a three and a half millimeter jack on the bottom on the side there. So all you have to do is get a cable. Uh, you just need a three and a half millimeter male to male converter and get like a boom box or get, like I said, one of those little speakers, like the beats pills or whatever that has a three and a half inch millimeter or three and a half millimeter line in and just run a a male to male cable from the monitor out to the jawbone. If you give me until next week on the podcast and somebody reminds me, I can test it and we can, you know, verify it for sure that it works. Cause I, I can bring that jawbone over here and plug it in. So yeah, it uh, looks like I'm looking at the the official site right now. It says an it says it has an audio out, but we have to make sure that it works over HDMI and everything. So, but that's if if that doesn't work, you can get that audio converter. the The optical audio converter costs like twenty bucks on Amazon. Uh, so then you just take the optical from your PS4 or your PS3 over to this converter, and then, like I said, uh, the two RCA plugs, the red and white. To uh, so you do two of those male to a three three point five millimeter male, and that goes into the speaker as well. And the nice thing is those little Beats pills and the Jawbone and everything else, they're pretty small, so you can put them in a lot of places. They run on battery. You can recharge them overnight. You can plug them in if you want, whatever. Uh, it works really well. So we it worked great at MGC. So yeah, there you go. All right. All right, the next one is from Mitchell. Mitchell. Ma, 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 Mitchell. <laughs> Big buttery uh, moon. Sidewalk kind of looks like ice cream if you squint hard enough. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> ma, uh, ma, my God! <laughs> hey there, Glenn and Josh. I'll start off by saying that I have always advocated that gameplay and story are more important than graphics, frame rate, and resolution. Whatever, Xbox. However, here it comes. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm not a racist, but. 
as you look around. Uh... <laughs> Here it is. Uh, however, at what point do we draw the line when it comes to next-gen consoles? I've decided to forego buying a $500 Econo-class gaming PC rig for a PS4 as I enjoy console gaming more. Over the last couple of months, including recent transgressions with games like Watch Dogs mm-hmm. on Next Gen, it, the game isn't even out yet. I, I love that. That Judge that. That one <laughs> video came out, and it wasn't even from the PS4 version or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't judge it until the game is out. Yeah. Give it a chance. Right. So, continuing. It's starting to look like these new consoles can't even compete with an Econo-class PC. Uh, This really concerns me when the price gap is so small and last-gen systems don't seem much worse, considering they're eight years old. Are you guys worried that Sony and Microsoft may have shortchanged themselves a bit like the Wii U and may have doomed themselves (coughs) to a much shorter console cycle this time? No. Stay frosty, guys. Mitchell. I don't think so. Well, a, I, a couple things you have to keep in mind, too. A lot of times when you're watching videos, they're, especially on YouTube, YouTube and a lot of other video services like Vimeo actually knock those videos down to 30 frames per second or less, no matter if, you, if the source material is 60 frames or not. So that's one thing to remember. Number two, I think you're crazy, because Battlefield 4 is a great example of a game that's early on these consoles, and it looks fantastic, among others. Yeah, no. Now, keep that in mind, too. This is the first year. This is the first six months of the freaking console. Yeah, yeah. Give it a year, two years until the developers get their feet wet and they get a better understanding of what these consoles can do and they start to unlock everything. It's the same thing with the PS3. Look at Resistance 1 on the PS3 and look at The Last of Us. I mean, it looks like a PS2 game compared to a PS3 game. Oh, yeah. You know? The the difference is night and day. Just give it time for them to unlock and understand these things. Also, keep in mind how shitty PC gaming is when you have to deal with updates and and compatibility and the fact that uh, the Star Wars games don't work on my system because it's Windows 8 and fuck this and I ran away from it. <laughs> I'm just talking about my experience <laughs> and the problems I had with PC gaming where you can just pop a disc into the PS4 and play it. You know? Yeah. It's, you know, it's going to work. There's those issues. But I mean, if you're looking at a PC gaming rig, you're, you're well aware of what uh, the way all that works and what you have to go through. So it's way too early and watchdogs isn't even out yet. So I'd say, give yourself some time and they're not going to go short on these console life cycles. I really don't think so. Yeah, I agree. Um, we're at a point where so much can be done across the internet with firmware updates and everything. The PS3 we have now is not even close to the PS3 we had in 2006. Yeah. They're completely different machines. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be at least for Sony, it's probably going to be another 10 year cycle. Um, you know, somewhere around year seven or so they'll probably have the PS5 coming, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I, I don't see this as an issue. I, I think they're, the games are going to look great. They're going to play great. Uh, some of them already do. So, Oh, yeah, definitely. Give it time. Definitely. Give it time. Yeah, have patience. I, I mean, I still think 
where consoles are today, the new consoles are today compared to where the 360 and the PS3 were in this time frame, we're way better off right now. Oh yeah. My gosh. I mean, there's still a lot we're missing, but we're, oh yeah, we, yeah, we're way better off, definitely. Yeah, we can give you a list, but we won't bother. Uh, Stella King, go to, go to Wikipedia and look up the PS3 firmware update. Yeah. It's, it's it's staggering if you go through it. The list is massive, but just going start at the very beginning in 2006 and look at everything that got added over the years. It's amazing. It was funny when we couldn't get on with Last of Us the other night because we were all t- we were all in the uh, the party chat. So I had my Vita going, and I was plugged into that, just talking to everybody on the party chat on the Vita. And I think Dave said, well, "How did we do this before?" <laughs> I'm like, well, the friends list wasn't screwed up back then. So yeah, yeah. All right, Stella King, longtime friend. A uh, couple of spare codes for my travels across the PSN regions. I checked both as still valid, so if you can use these, uh, well, I don't want to give these away. I want to use them. Uh, please put them to good use or give them away via the podcast. So this first one is uh, ten of the Great British Pounds. Is that what GBP is? Great British Pounds. Yes. Oh, don't sound too great to me. Uh, and that code, get get your typewriters ready or your stenograph, maybe a mimeograph. I don't know. Uh, so get ready. This is in uh, pounds, folks. So UK. Uh, the code is 5A. M is a Mary. Is it a C or G? It's a C. C. Get your glasses on, you blind fuck. <laughs> 5AMC. <laughs> N is a Na- N is a Nancy. J. N is a Nancy. Charlie. P. J. 6. M is a Mary. So 5AMC, NJNC, PJ6M. You think. (laughs) God, you're an asshole. (laughs) Uh, And then he's got a thousand. I want this yen one. I need some Japanese currency. Damn it. Fuck. Uh, A thousand yen. If this isn't, I'm trying this next week. If it isn't taken, I'm using it. Uh, N as a Nancy, T38. 3BNK776R. You know Martin's going to take that. Damn, damn you, Martin. Martin! Uh, it's whoever downloads the podcast first and it has an account. Yeah. Don't just take them if you yeah, don't, don't have be a, a dick. Japanese account or a UK account a dick. or something. Because I, I wanted to get some yen so I could actually download something to the Vita TV that I can use. Yeah. God dang it. Uh, being a bit of a shmup fan, I can recommend a few PS1 classics on the Japanese store that still remain elusive to the West. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones on there. Uh, Einhander, a great shooter from Squaresoft, which I have a disc for on PS1. That's right. Uh, which never saw a European release. Also, Thunder Force 5 Perfect System, which is awesome. I can, I can attest to that. I, I own that game as well. Uh, Don Pachi or the equally cool Dodon Pachi, which are great, uh, bullet hell shmups. Anyways, have fun at E3. Hail lawn mowing toddler. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Free stuff from Stella King. Thank you, sir. Yay. Yay. Are we done finally? Man. Yes. It seems like we went longer than we did. Uh, Three hours. Yeah. Well, that's long for us. We, last couple of weeks have been slow. All right, yeah. uh, quick E3 update. Uh, so the biggest thing is we have decided that, yes, 
we want to get together and uh, obviously s- see some people from our community like we do every year, or at least when we get a chance. Uh, so uh, yet again, like we did the last couple of years, we want to meet out at that round one, which is in the city of industry, uh, south of L.A. So we're going to meet out there Sunday night, June 8th at 7.30 p.m. until whenever everybody passes out. Uh, it's going to be myself. It's going to be Josh. It's going to be the first motherfucking MJC. And it's going to be Emra coming out uh, to hang out with everybody, maybe do some karaoke, some bowling. I don't know. I just know that uh, John, I always get his last name wrong, down in San Diego, John Montaguido, I think it is. I don't have the spelling in front of me. He'll have some excuse to not come up like usual. Every year, oh, I want to come up. I want to visit. I want to... Oh, I can't do it. So, uh, yeah, seven seven thirty p.m. Sunday, June eighth. It's called Round One, and it's in City of Industry. We'll put all the uh, juicy details up on the forums, and also on the Facebook group. Also, before I forget, uh, this is not E three related, but Carl uh, from our our community, Carl Slowinski, generously donated a uh, a license for new forum software called Zenforo. Uh, so we're looking into getting that installed right now, but we're going to be replacing our forums completely with this new software. And guess what? You folks don't have any excuses anymore because it works with Tapatalk. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to try to get that going as soon as possible. We have to see if we can do the install, if we have to have somebody else do the install. And uh, can't thank Carl enough for that. That was uh, hugely, hugely appreciated. Also want to give a shout out to Derek Hoff, uh, who I didn't even know this was possible, uh, set up a thing on PayPal to pay us monthly so it actually shoots us some money monthly he's doing a dollar a month and honestly when you think about it if everybody that downloaded the podcast did that we would never have money worries again oh yeah so true. so it's, oh it's pretty cool yeah so i but yeah yeah everybody give us a dollar a month <laughs> so if you're interested in that uh the paypal That's link cool. is always been on the website but if you go to psnation.com over on the left side scroll down by the contact us thing you'll see a paypal icon right there uh, thank you so much, Derek. Uh, and I think there's some other people as well, so I want to try to pull this up quick. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. There's Carl. Yeah, there's Derek Hoff, which is very cool. Can't thank you enough. Oh, Anthony White also uh, donated some cash to us, so we appreciate that. Uh, oh, let me see if he gave us his PSN name. Uh, yeah, his PSN ID. Friend bomb him, folks. Friend bomb him. It's uh, T-O-N-Y-34739, and he says there's 34,738 <laughs> other Tonys, just a number that means something to me. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I just want to make sure, because I always forget to do this. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's, oh, Carl donated to us before, too? Holy crap, dude. Thank you so much. I didn't even see that one come through. And also, oh, that's a payment. <laughs> we pay a lot of bills. So, yeah. So, uh, really, really serious. Oh, here we go. Here's one more. Uh, this is from Ernesto Sacido. Thank you uh, very much for donating some cash to us via PayPal. Very much appreciated, so, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. It, it's definitely needed right now. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to E3. Uh, so like we said before, we're actually taking four people to E3 this year, which is unprecedented for us and, and uh, very, very exciting. Uh, I, there's a few games we can't even tell you that we're seeing so far, but we do know that we're going to see The Evil Within. Uh, we're going to be checking out some new stuff for War Thunder. Hopefully we'll get a U.S. release date on that soon. Uh, we're going to be seeing uh, some stuff from, well, we got two hours with EA. So I'm pretty excited about that. We're, I, I sent an email over to Duke to try and set up something specifically for NHL, by the way. 
Yay. So we're trying to get that set up. Uh, but we're going to be seeing some new stuff for The Witcher 3. Uh, we've got a, a, an appointment with Sega. We've got an appointment with Nyko, with Skull Candy and Astro Gaming. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff going on, and the cool thing is we even got all four of us going to the Sony press conference. So very, very exciting. Hopefully we can get some video there, maybe uh, do some do a video feature. Uh, the plan is we're going to do a podcast every day if we can, like, like we did last couple of years. Uh, and we'll put those out every night. And then at the end of the week, I will splice all those together probably on that Sunday and put that out as the weekly podcast. So we're hoping to get those those updates out every night. Uh, it's great because the way the calendar is going to work out, we're, we're all going to have some time to walk around the floor, see a lot more games instead of just the stuff for the appointments every day. Uh, I think we're going to have a great variety of stuff to talk about. And I know Chris from PSN Stores is going to be out there, so I've asked him to you know join us for the podcast if he can. And also it sounds like Robert and uh, David, uh, Boris... Uh, from Game Crashers are going to be out there again, it sounds like. So if if that's the case, maybe if if everything works out, maybe we could do another one of those video casts again, which was always the highlight of my E3 when we did those. <laughs> so, yeah, I, we still don't know a lot of things. We're three weeks out, a little bit over three weeks out. So there's still some things we don't know yet. But, uh, yeah, we've got... Uh, We've got some pretty cool stuff lined up a lot. We actually have some stuff that people have been asking about like crazy. So uh, I'm pretty happy we've got some of these appointments already. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. You got anything, Josh? You, you ready for E3? You're all set? I think so. <laughs> Josh is already yelling at me for over over planning and overthinking. So Yeah. I know. Somebody's got to do it. I've been, uh, I've been trying to gather everything together. I have a... a- nice massive backpack that i can fit <laughs> all the electronic junk into so i can get it on as a carry-on instead of putting it all in a bag yeah underneath on the plane so plus i need something to do for the 14 hours that i'm on the plane what um all right so it's like eight or it's not even eight <laughs> you're you're flying for six you have an hour layover in north carolina yeah, that's oh, seven. Oh. Getting to the airport. And no, you said on the plane, days. though. You said 14 hours on the plane. You're wrong. <sighs> hey, it's not my fault you live on the sticks out in the East Coast. <sighs> Although I can't say much. I can't even get out of here because of stupid Chicago if anything happens there. <laughs> There's a little bit of smoke coming off of uh, somebody's jacket, and all of a sudden it's a major fire, and they got to shut everything down. A million I'm, airports around me I could get to. Well, that was the thing. Like when my flight got canceled, like everybody's flights got canceled, especially Milwaukee, because there's barely any straight flights out of there anymore. I even told the guy, I'm like, I will drive to Minneapolis right now because I just wanted to get out to LA for this thing. This was a huge opportunity for us, and you know, to get the info out on some new stuff before E3. And and the, what really sucks is I have the list of stuff they showed, so I know what I missed. Uh, but should have put me on a plane real quick. I wish I could have. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you could, uh, you could get out of work. You know what? I, I would have walked out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, it sucks, but, uh, you know, Sony's been really good about working with us a little bit and getting us more of the info and, and that sort of thing. So obviously I couldn't see the demos and didn't get to play some of the games, but we know what's going on and, uh, you know, we'll try to get the, at least some trailers and stuff up. Obviously I can't do a report on any of the games cause I wasn't there, but uh, so yeah, so, uh, the other cool thing is, uh, Josh and I are even going to have a little, little fun on Saturday that we can't talk about yet, but we're going to go, uh, check something out on Saturday, Sunday, like I said, round one, it's a great place. We've had a great time out there before. And, uh, if you get the, up there a little early, there's actually a lot of places around there to eat. It's at a mall. 
Uh, but there's a ton of restaurants around there too. So it's a, uh, it's a pretty decent little area. Uh, yeah. So that's all we know for E3 right now. I'm just, I'm excited. I, I, I tweeted it today because you see a lot of people that have been in, in the industry for a long time and they always sigh and, and they always complain about E3 because it's so hectic and everything else. And it is, it's a lot of work for us. And, uh, it's a lot of sleepless night. It's basically a sleepless week, but I still love going. So I haven't gotten that jaded yet. <laughs> Plus I'm not in the industry, <laughs> yeah. but I'm, I'm so excited. I just hope the, uh, the Kings lose. Please lose Kings. Well, you know, see, I don't know. I'd, I'd almost like to see the Kings in the finals, but you if, you weren't there if last year. The Kings year. lose. Well, I know, I know. But well, I was there for the. No, 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 no. Lakers. You missed it. I think it was last year, the year before they were in the finals, and um, you should have seen it in LA Live because it was King stuff everywhere, and they I took pictures of this big sand sculpture they did, and it was already calling them champions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's a bit presumptuous. I said, uh, that's called a jinx, and they lost it. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, the cool thing is, if Chicago wins, it's going to be an original six uh, final, no matter what. Yeah. Because it's Rangers, Canadiens on the other side. And the mm. cool thing about the, even there was, it was Boston and Montreal, original six, and now it's Montreal and New York, original six. And they could potentially play against Chicago, which is another original six team. It's It's pretty freaking cool that... That these teams, I, I would love to see, you know, that the NHL is uh, salivating over the prospect of New York, L.A. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to see Montreal against somebody because they had not gone six years in their history without winning a cup uh, until 1986. Yeah. Was their last one or 93 was their last? I forget when their last one was, but whenever their last one was, that was it. Then they haven't won one since. They haven't even sniffed, <laughs> they haven't even been close since, which is staggering that they had, that they, they were the Yankees of the NHL, basically. <laughs> and they were winning constantly. And suddenly they just fell apart. Hmm. Uh, so it would kind of be cool to see them win again. Uh, you know, I at this point, I don't want the Rangers to win because fuck the Rangers. I just don't um, want I don't want the Kings to win because then we have to deal with all that bullshit when we're there. Uh, I want my life to be easy in at least one aspect when I'm out there for E3. See, the only thing I have with the Kings is that half the team is former Flyers, but they're uh, not Flyers. I know, but they're former. But flyers. they're not Flyers. But they're former. Flyers. But that doesn't matter. They're not Flyers anymore. But they're former Flyers. It doesn't matter. That's the definition of a former flyer. <laughs> Somebody who is not a flyer anymore. Right. So you shouldn't care. <laughs> I do, though. No. Because this was the these were the guys that they I mean they came up through the system. They all won uh the um the minor league championship together. Yeah. Uh in Philly. Uh and this was the thing that like they were poised to be the group that was going to carry the flyers through the next decade. And then the GM just kind of blew the team up and shipped half of them out. And that was that. And then they won the cup in LA. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Um, 
But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm between all these teams. Chicago's already won a couple times recently. And fuck New York. So I guess I'm kind of leaning towards Montreal and L.A. No. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, we'll just pull some of that sweet Amazon money that we're broke on. At this <laughs> point, but we'll pull some of that sweet Amazon money and just scalp some tickets for one of the, one of the cup finals. Yeah, so right. <laughs> sure. Well, just I'll get in buddy chum chum with the, one of the EA guys and they'll take me to the one of the cup finals because they'll have tickets coming out their ass. Ew, that's actually a possible. <laughs> it's funny. I think I don't think it was an EA guy, but we actually did. I'll have to ask Chris because I thought we actually got invited to one of the hockey games when we were out there. and We couldn't go. I remember you and I got invited to a UFC match when we were out well, there. When, when we were out there. The last time, those guys were going to a game. I thought they were going to one of the games. We didn't get when yeah. I was there. I, I know that you and I got invited to a UFC match. Yeah, and we didn't go. Yeah, but but man, oh, would that be awesome? Yeah. I would. I because I've never been to a Cup Finals game. I've been to a Conference Finals. But then you would have to deal with it. Kings fans. I don't care. Ugh. I've never been to, I've never been, well, no, I was in that arena for uh, the Activision. (laughs) (laughs) The craziest, weirdest shit. And the funny thing is, remember that nerd uh, that opened up? That's Pharrell. That's the guy that did all the stuff with with the French guys. Uh, Who are they they called? Uh, I keep wanting to say Depeche Mode. Oh, shit. What's it? (laughs) But that's who that's who fronts nerd is is Pharrell. Oh fuck! Yeah, so we saw him and we didn't realize it because we were like, "What the fuck is this?" <clears throat> oh my gosh! I'm de- I, I, you were saying that, and I'm just trying to rack my brain, trying to remember back to exactly it was, what was going. It was on the one the woman first that had the motorcycle that nobody knows yeah. who the hell she was. I think she was Nicki Minaj. No, that wasn't Nicki Minaj. Organic. It was just some. Are you sure? Yeah, it I was. Thought it was her. No, that wasn't her. And then, so she had the motorcycles and everything out there. They had the motorcycle. And then, and then nerd came out that N E R D and we were like, what the hell is this? <clears throat> Cause I'd never heard of them. And then, uh, gosh, who else did we all see there? It was, uh, 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 the guy from Soundgarden, uh, Chris Cornell. Remember he came walking down right by us. Yeah. yeah. It was Chris Cornell doing, uh, I don't remember what song it was, but it was just him. It wasn't Soundgarden. And then it was, um, Oh, the guy from uh, Tool, the lead singer of Tool. I can't remember his name because he owns a winery now. Yeah. Uh, he came out and sang, was it Bohemian Rhapsody with the, the orchestra? Yes. And then it- And he sounded terrible. <clears throat> it was awful. And then uh, Tony Hawk was supposed to go off that huge ramp and the fire department shut him down. So he had to go off this little dinky ramp. That's when I was out getting yeah, food yeah. forever. And then- um, <laughs> And then it was, well, we already knew uh, Eminem and Rihanna were there because when we were waiting out, they made us wait outside, but it was like little curtains. So it's not like we yeah. couldn't hear what was going on. They were rehearsing this one song for an effing hour yeah. uh, and because they were trying to time it with Call of Duty Black Ops. I think it was the first Black Ops where they were doing that that helicopter sequence and everything. So, we, oh, that was such a weird day. We talked about that to death, though. So it was, it doesn't mention the girl, but it says Usher was there too. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, that's right. Usher was, 
I think he was either on stage with that nerd or bef- was he out there with her? No. He was out there like on his own yeah. at one point. Yeah. I don't remember who else. There was a, there was like a, probably one or two more acts too. And the thing is like we were up in the second section, like the, the second section of seats and we were kind of off in the wings a little bit, but they, we couldn't go farther in and we found out because when they were showing black ops, they had all these freaking fireworks and everything going off right next to us, like flamethrowers and shit. But they were letting like the quote unquote general public in and they all had like floor seats and they were sitting like right in front of us. So we were in the front row of our section and these dudes in front of us were just hammered and they were having a good old time. They didn't care what was going on. They didn't care who was on stage. They were having their own party. Oh yeah, they love it. <clears throat> and you got them on video. Miserable. Yeah, I was so mad. And that's because what... I was. I I went there to see games. Yeah, and they didn't. That's why. I, yeah, there was nothing. It was. <laughs> it was. It was a concert backing video game footage, but it was all and the that... footage that we had seen during the day. Yeah, that would have been fine if they had told me that. Yeah, but we waited forever to get in there in the first place, and then they sent us in the wrong entrance. Oh. Remember they we, they went off to the side entrance and they're like no 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 you got to go over there and go through there okay so we go all the way through where they snake us through all this other stuff and we come out right where we were at the beginning where they told us to yeah. go the other way so then we go upstairs we go through all this other thing we go all the way around we don't know what's going on like nobody knew what was going on at all it, oh, it was just nuts it was a mess. <clears throat> it was it was a mess but whatever it, we still had a good time with it because that's when I got to put Rubenstein down. Because Jeff Rubenstein had was with a couple of the other PR managers, oh, yeah. yeah, and they were sitting down, and he kind of got up and came over to talk to me, and the usher's like, "Get out of here, sir! You can't stand here." And I'm like, "That's right, <laughs> yeah, Rubenstein. That's They'll teach you to mess with me." <laughs> that was awesome. I miss Jeff. Yeah. Well, hey, he should be able to get us into the Microsoft. Oh, I should email him about that. You should, because I would actually like to go. I really want to see it because I know they're going to come out big. I think they're going to give away free Xbox. That's why I want to go. That pool. I'll take a free one. Email him. Email him. I am. Well, I'll text him. Do something. Yeah, I'll text him right now. Yeah, I would like to. I would love. To, I would actually love to go because I really would. I do expect them to have a huge, huge showing. Yeah. So, I'll text him. I can't even find. There is no mention of who that other person was. All these different. It was like websites I'm looking at. Gabriel or. I think it started with a G. I don't remember anymore. The funny thing is, right. we went back and listened to that uh, podcast from back then. I'm sure we mentioned it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't get it. So, uh, DJ Z Trip started off, and oh, that's then, right. That DJ that that was the other problem else. because they kept they would have to break down the stage, and it took forever. Yeah, and then Dead Mouse. Oh, I forgot about and that too. David Guetta. David Guetta, yeah. David Guetta. But we didn't know who he was. Uh, with snippets of blah, 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 blah. Wow, we're just going forever, uh, man. Usher took the stage next. Yeah, well, I'm trying to get to four hours. <laughs> um, Z Trip. Uh, video. Oh, this is good because this goes step by step through the whole night. Video introduced some game characters, Bohemian Rhapsody, Stunning Surprise, none other than Tool, Pussfire, lead singer Maynard James Keenan. Yeah, that's who it was, Maynard. Uh, 
blah, blah, blah. Keenan support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jane's Addiction took this. I forgot. Oh, that. I forgot about yeah. Jane's Addiction. Yeah. Yeah. They were there for just two songs and then they were gone, uh, which took an hour to get them on stage, an hour to get them off stage. Which is funny because then we got to see them at the Sony press conference like the year after yeah. or something. And that was a much better show because that was them the whole night. Uh, then Chris Cornell uh, with True Crime, Hong Kong shown on the back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pharrell and his band Nerd, even though the band didn't play their strongest material. A curious inclusion of singer Rhea followed, which was nothing more than her shaking her ass with a gaggle of backing. That's her. Pretending to play guitar. Yup, that's her. Rhea? Rhea. R-H-E-A. Like Rhea Perlman? Uh, Yeah. And then Eminem and Rihanna came out. All right, I texted Jeff and he's going to write back, I can't do anything for you. Exactly. Rhea. Oh, I want to look this up. Yeah. <clears throat> Doesn't say, well, there's a bunch of stuff for Rhea. Uh, well, of course. R-H-E-A. Good luck. Here we go. <laughs> oh, so she was a part of that N-E-R-D. Okay. And Pharrell dropped her from it in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why she was up there. Wow. All right. Are we at four hours yet? Uh, close enough. I think we can get out of here. All right. Okay. All right. So uh, if you want to reach us, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. You can leave us a voicemail. Uh, if you do the, the, the Skype thing, you can just call WDT-Torgo, or you can call our regular voicemail line at 408-657-VITA. That's 408-657-8482. You can also go over to psnation.com. Go over to the left side. There's a contact us section there. There's a lot of different ways to get a hold of us that way. Uh, you can email us at podcast at psnation.com. You can uh, find us. If you use Stitcher to stream any of your podcasts, you can find us on Stitcher in the video game section. A lot of people have done that. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Josh's personal account at PJFJosh, or you can find our main account at PSNation. We're close to 15,000, I think. Wow. We're getting close. I'm close to 1,900. I was going to say 19 people. <laughs> wow, nice job. <laughs> Ah, uh, Ruben Stein already texted me back. Oh, for your Xbox Nation podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lost my place. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can either uh, find the Facebook page or you can go to the group and join the group. So join the group, like the page, uh, just do a search for PS Nation at Facebook. Uh, you can find us over on the Retroids Podcast Network at retroids.com. You can find our website at psnation.com. Look for those upgraded forums hopefully pretty soon. Uh, don't forget our deal through audible.com. So if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash PS nation, sign up for the free trial. You got uh, a choice of over 150,000 audiobooks, And, uh, even if you don't stick with the trial after 14 days, if you quit early, you get to keep that one of those books and it still helps us out. So it's pretty badass. Uh, the merch store, I've actually am in the middle of redoing a bunch of stuff in the merch store. So hold off a week if you want to get anything from there. Uh, cause we're going to switch a bunch of the logos over to dot com because there's still some with dot org. Uh, and uh, last but not least, our, our awesome affiliate store links over on psnation.com. You can look on the left side, and you'll see that even without having to scroll down. We've got uh, seven different Amazon links. We've got a, a Rakuten link. We've got uh, all kinds of links for, like, uh, uh, what is the other ones? GameStop. We've got Walmart.com and uh, a bunch of other ones. So if you click on that link, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Rubenstein keeps texting me now. Uh if you click on that link and go to the store, so what you're doing, instead of just typing Amazon.com, you click on the link in our store in our section, 
And that just tells them that, that we referred you to Amazon. It doesn't change your pricing. It doesn't change your experience whatsoever. But whatever you buy after you click that link for that session, whatever you buy, we get a little piece of the action. That helps us pay our bills. So it helps us pay for our server. It helps us pay for our licensing. Uh, apparently, I have to buy Josh a copy of Photoshop soon. Uh, it pays for our hotel for E3, our flights, uh, all the costs that are incurred at E3. All that kind of stuff, this helps us out with that. So uh, we greatly appreciate those that uh, that use that, and uh, please keep doing so. Tell your friends, tell your parents, set them up as bookmarks. Uh, you can just set up that Amazon link or any other link as a bookmark. Just click on it in your little bookmarks tool, that stuff. So thank you very, very much for that. All right, we're out of here next week. Probably regular time. We'll probably be recording on the regular night for a change. I think. Probably. I would assume so. Yeah, so... Uh, Until then, get out there, play some games. Have a great week. We will talk to you very soon. Bye. That's why I didn't hit stop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the two-year-old. My two-year-old, she wakes up every day now at 4 o'clock in the morning. Every day, just wakes up, hi, fucking happy. To be awake at four. That's what offends me. Because if she woke up at four, like, I can't do this shit. I'd be like, oh, dude, you're fine. I'll just have some coffee. We'll play cards. We'll be okay. But she wakes up, hi, and I got to get up. I'm the one that's got to get up because my wife pushed her out of her vagina two years ago, so I'm the one. You know what? She didn't even. They cut her open. Who can't do that? Wow. I'm, I'm the one that had to watch that shit and keep a poker face for her benefits. That ain't easy. Because she doesn't know what's going on. They have a sheet and they just start. They don't tell, they don't go, we're going to divide you into two things now. They just start cutting. And she's looking at me all, hey, what are they doing? I'm like, fucking nothing. Jesus. This is weird. She's just cut up and the doctor's like just digging in there looking annoyed like, He's trying to find his passport in a carry-on or something. Excuse you, kid. Just fucking... Ah! And my wife tried to give naturally. She really worked on it, and I supported the goal, but it didn't work out. And she really tried. We, We got tapes. They gave us tapes of births. And I don't know if you've seen these things. But they're pretty heinous. And it, it's just because, it's only because they stopped making them. Like in the 70s, people stopped letting themselves be taped. So it's all these sort of Swedish hippies. With a lot of just shitloads of hair and this big bush, just giant hippie bush. And they just, just pushing out these big, and, and they gave us a tape for some reason that was a bunch of just the moment of the birth cut spliced together. Like, 20 of them, like, one of those porns where just the jizz shots went after the other. Like, it was just, just, that, big, like, fuck, I can't, look at all that. So we had ours, and, and then two years later, I'm watching the kid, and there's no really lower parenting skills than watching your kid at four o'clock in the morning. You don't do nothing. Just make them not die. That's all it is. Just sit. I don't even turn a light on. Just make her play in the dark. (laughs) Daddy, I want a story. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you, the end. Here's your little story. Kiss my ass. You got me up. 
throw you in a garbage 